You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 269 of the KB Ma podcast. It is March 12th, 2017. 269 episodes. Boys. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm pointing it out because there's 69 in the title. So I would be remiss not to, especially in a podcast that <laughs> revolves around discussing I mean, if a hot dog's a fucking sandwich every episode. But actually, not every episode. We've kind of calmed down. But, you know, questions like that. Sorry, Brad. What, we were, you, what were you going to say? Go ahead. Bradley? Uh, I was just going to say I can't wait for this podcast to be on Pornhub. So. Oh, yeah. No, Ooh, absolutely. yeah. We'll yeah. probably get more retweets on Pornhub than we, probably we will would. on yeah. Twitter. For you uh, audio listeners who just uh, download, you know what? I'm gonna I'm flipping the I'm flipping the script on this. You know, for so long, I've shat on the uh, audio listeners, which again, I've this has been probably over a year or two years plus that I've reverted on that because I've seen the numbers, and uh, the silent majority are the people that download this cast and listen in their cars, you know, whenever whenever they get time at the gym. But you know, the live audience lately has been really really slacking. You know, when it comes to the retweets. <laughs> And I'm just going to call them out right now. I, audio listeners, you guys are fine. You guys do your thing. You download the cast every week um, automatically on whatever app you use. You know what? You guys are doing great. To, to the people that are listening and watching live, like, those that do your part, kudos to you. For those that don't, like, look in the mirror. I just want you to go find a mirror, okay? <laughs> go find a mirror and look at it and just say, like, what am I doing? What, like, what would it take to, to put a little retweet out? What would it take to say, hey, this podcast has been going on for about five years of the, these people's lives. And, you know what, maybe a little retweet, you know, once a week that they, you know, they get together, they come over here. They, they waste about, you know, not waste, but they spend about four hours of their time total doing this podcast at night. And, you know what, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to do, mm, oh, look at that time. Mm, I'm just going to take it. I'm not going to give anything back. Mm, this is delicious. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Okay? Look in the mirror. All right? And I want you to turn it around, and I want you to give it give back a little bit. Okay? For those of you that are doing that, I'm not talking to you. But I'm just talking to people that know that they're just kind of sitting on their – they're just sitting on their hands. Their, their hands are literally going numb from their weight, uh, and they could be retweeting. So, anyway, sorry. Just a, just a little trick. definitely – Definitely going to see a post tomorrow talking about how podcast lashes out, begs for donations, begs yes, for viewership. Exactly, exactly. Hopefully, well, that's what we have to do anymore is create drama. That's really the main thing. So that's all we're trying to do here. But that'll for, get the viewers. But what's yeah. different is that for the audio listeners, like I don't, I don't have to call it like the audio listeners. They, you know what? I think I had it backwards. I just, I think I had it backwards for a long time. You know, it's a little sad. I'd like to take an opportunity to thank every single person watching us live. Please come back in the future. Uh, <laughs> wow. I can't even read what Darren said about not retweeting the podcast, but it's pretty funny. But anyway. Uh, but no, it's good. Uh, so Brandon is not here, as you can tell. He would have – I guarantee you he would have stopped me during my tirade right there. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. He would have been like, whoa, okay. No, let's not alienate all of the All right. Stop the show. Stop the show. No. There's a lot of great people that, that listen and watch live. I'm um, just talking to people that, uh, you know, you know who you are. But, uh, no, Brandon is at uh, PAX East. Uh, I'm sure, no doubt, enjoying his fourth or fifth trip to Denny's with, with, a, with a group of people, <laughs> if I had to guess. So he is not with us. But uh, we've got the, you know, we've got Brad. We've got KD. KD, again, I have to say, you on your new connect. You you plugged in, you know, not on Wi-Fi I anymore. Did, yeah. Look at, He's you living even, the life. He is. Look at you smile. Look at him smile. He's, he has a glow about him. <laughs> This is you the know? first pure joy I've felt in as long as I can remember. No more roboting. No more laggy camera. It at really least isn't. for the time being. It's so nice. Yeah. 
And to think. Feels great. All this again, how did you achieve did you just end up just running you just said screw it and you had to run cable like through Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I I gave in and bought a I think it's a hundred footer. Like mm-hmm. it's only about um like sixty oh, wow. feet from my computer to yeah. uh my my modem. Sadly okay. there's no in between between fifty and a hundred, so there's a lot of leftover cable just sitting there. And uh it is going to get like run like along the the wall in the future, but for now it's just going kind of along the floor. It's pretty small, so it's pretty much like impossible to trip on like the way it's shaped. So oh. yeah, I mean it's like I only like pull it out for like nights like this and then put it back. But um, yeah, it's such a great improvement. But I was just tired of like I was trying to fix my Wi-Fi for so many times, or whatever kind of uh, Brandon said it might have been like packet loss or something. But yeah, yeah. that just never worked out, and so. Yeah, this cable's been amazing. It's good. It's good. I mean, I'm sure everybody listening live or the audio listeners uh, who download, uh, I'm sure they'll appreciate you being a lot more, you know, crispy, consistent, not disconnecting. So it's good. I'm yes, glad you did it. absolutely. I'm glad you did Next it. time I eat guacamole live on the cast, I probably <laughs> won't disconnect mid-bite. Yes. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So what's been going on? Uh, what's been going on in each of your respective lives? Anything exciting this week? Anything to talk about? Uh, Brad, did you go to another land this week or no? Were you were you not a land? Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not even. I swear to God, I'm not even saying that to be like snarky. I feel like every week you're at a you land. Totally are. I'm not. I'm not. It's not even like a joke. I'm actually curious. No. So last last weekend I wasn't on the cast because I did go to another land. Right. Um, and that was pretty good. I took my buddy, um, with me, and it was his first land. So that was that was kind of exciting, because um. I don't know if you've ever been to a land. You should any PC game lot. You should. I think everybody should go to one. You yeah. know. I think it's it's different. You know. Um, have you guys ever been to one actually? Uh, a, just uh, like a big. I have been to. No, you know what? Yes, but for like CS:GO, uh, or source related tournaments, not like to just go and just game and play like whatever. I see. So you you went to play an attorney. Yeah, exactly. But it was still there was other stuff going on. Like it wasn't just for for source, but yeah, it was like a convention or something. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. No, I haven't really. What about you, Katie? You gone to one? A land? Uh, no, I have not yet. I plan to though. Sounds fun. You definitely should. I think it's 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 interesting. It's unique. Um, it's cool because, like, you can't ever recreate this where. You're all on a server in like a random game or something, like mm-hmm. all sixty of you or thirty of you or whatever, and like you can yell across like the convention and like hear someone else like reacting to like you killing them or you taking the objective or something yeah. like that. It's just like <laughs> it's it's really unique. Um, even in tournaments and stuff like that, just being able to meet other gamers or be paired up with other people or win prizes. Um, yeah. So it was exciting, you know, took my friend to that and then just been looking for work, <laughs> uh, story of my life as of recently, but, yeah. um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. That's good. Okay, cool. Cool. Katie, what about you? Anything, uh, exciting? Uh, Anything nothing really. Okay. Just, uh, hours ago enjoyed a delicious red lobster feast. Ooh. So that was nice. Yeah, what'd you get? What's your go to at Red Lobster? Um it was like the uh it was like the lobster lovers thing. Mm. It was uh it was like shrimp linguine. Oh uh, you went to the chain. I yeah. see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, there's only <laughs> red, one Red Lobster, Brad. What are, you, what are you talking about? I don't know. Well, I thought he was saying he had like a Red Lobster Oh, like a really... Was like, uh, damn. Oh, no. Yeah, I went to the restaurant, yeah. I had like the um like the shrimp linguine with like there's a main lobster tail and a rock lobster tail with uh with some good <laughs> french fries. I was trying to think of everything else I ran out of. <laughs> I started listing the sides. But no, that was delicious. Dude, those cheddar bay but, biscuits, um, dude. Come on. Oh my god. Forget I about could, it. I used to make those. Like, I used to have to make those when I worked at Red Lobster. Like the people I'm with at the table are like, "David, you have to stop. You've had five. Like you're not going to eat your food." <laughs> Like I don't care. I need yeah. to have more biscuits. Like they're so good. Yeah. And dude, I had a really odd thought too. Like I was eating the like shrimp linguine alfredo and thinking like, man, these little tiny shrimp in this uh, pasta, that's like a life per shrimp. Like for this meal, probably about thirty to forty lives were taken mm. to produce this. Mm. And I'm just you know contemplating that as I take another bite of delicious shrimp and then. You know what I'm thinking when I'm eating uh, seafood like shrimp? I'm like, wow, these sea insects are so delicious. Who would have guessed? That's always what I think. These <laughs> yeah. sea bugs. I'm like, wow. They're like, would have known. They look disgusting, the but they taste they taste so good. Yeah. Um, like, and when I was eating that lobster tail, like, the, I don't regularly like have like lobster. Sure. So like, yeah. um, what am I trying to say? Like peeling the the meat away from the shell, and like seeing like the little like, oh god, it's just so gross. But I mean, it tasted delicious. But it was like, it was weird. Okay. That's but weird. um, which do you gentlemen prefer, rock lobster or Maine lobster? Man, I feel like I don't have lobster enough to, I yeah to really yeah, even, it's even pick because it's expensive. I think I've had mm. probably more Maine lobster tail than I've had like rock lobster or whatever what they call it, like yeah for Maine. But yeah, I don't know. Scott, I think honestly, last time I had lobster was uh, Apex Prime at the time with you. Oh yeah. When do we? I that's when I... Where do we have? Where do we? Oh yeah, that was at. Um, that's right. Was uh, Sark there? Was it Sark and John and everybody? Yeah. At and the barn at the, door uh, and uh, the feast barn door. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Hmm. That was good. That was really good. Yeah, seafood's great. I just don't eat. I just don't eat seafood all that mm-hmm. often. Are you more like do you guys like, think, do you like fish as much? See, I love like I love all the, I love lobster and shrimp and stuff like that. Fish, I'm not like it depends on the on, on the fish. I'll eat fish once in a while, but I'm not a huge fan generally. Yeah, so, I don't know. Fish. Like for some reason, I just don't like having just like fish. Like I don't really like the taste of just fish that that much. But I can have like shrimp and lobster and like crab legs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, love I think crab for me, too. it's like I, I just forget to make it or something because like every time i have fish it's like oh you know what this is pretty good and then i like <laughs> yeah you don't, don't make it, it you know <laughs> yeah that's true i just didn't grow i just i guess i didn't grow up eating much seafood uh my family didn't eat much so my mom i don't think my mom really likes it so i wasn't exposed to it as much it was always like we would go out and eat seafood it wasn't like cooked at home i feel like right. that's probably for a lot of people like that unless it depends on where never- you live as well I never crave it. That's the weird thing, right? It's like a burger. I might crave a burger, but like true. I never true. go out of my way to be like, you know what would be nice? It's a nice like halibut. Like that's true. I don't. Cra- I don't think I've ever crave. That's a really great point. I'm thinking about the cravings that I do have. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of ever being like, yeah, I want to have a. Maybe that's not. Ju- I, <sighs> I do like crab a lot, though. I do like crab. Crab is good, but I wouldn't. That's that's not really fish, though. Right. Um, 
Yeah, that's mm. true. Anyways. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. You just blew my mind with the crave. I'm like, do I ever crave? I know. Sorry for the yeah, audio like, I'm like, do I, I crave uh, seafood? Like, I don't think I've ever had, like, like you do with, like, whatever, like you said, like pizza or burger or whatever else. I don't. Barbecue? Do I crave bar? Okay, sorry. This is, this is again, becoming the food cast. This is what happens when we go down this road. But sorry, Katie. What were you going to say? Oh, uh. No, it's just saying, like, when I was going to Red Lobster, like, I know I'm going to have, like, really good food, but there, I, you're right. There's no part of me that was like, man, shrimp. I can't wait, you know? Yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. true. No, I, I really do like shrimp a lot. It's odd. Huh. Um, let me see here. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I had anything too uh, too crazy happen this week. Not not really. Nothing like uh, – was everybody here last – Brad wasn't here last week because you were at the LAN, but right. Katie was here for my – um elevator story um were you were you or no were you both not here um last week? What, I, who's here that doesn't sound familiar you both I feel were like not here last week katie wasn't it. here last week and, and neither was brad okay that's never mind you guys didn't even hear it okay anyway forget back. the the people that are uh the people that are listening uh know what i'm talking about but no i didn't have another elevator um experience or awkward scenario so that was good i pretty much <laughs> oh no uh, you'll have to go i'm not gonna go through the whole thing but you have to go unless it's at the beginning of the cat. It's two sixty eight. But I just talk about a very awkward experience I had at my uh, apartment's elevator, and I've been working on. Okay. Anyway, my homework kind of was uh, just sucking it up and go riding it up in elevators with other people, even though I despise doing it if I can avoid <sighs> it. Um, even for a short ride, I don't. I don't like doing it. So it's just so awkward. It is. It is. And I've been employing some of the like even like so headphones. See, the thing is, I'm not always carrying headphones with me, so. But I, I actually did. I did have headphones in my uh, winter jacket all week. So, like, if I did feel like there was going to be an interaction, I would just put <laughs> Anyway, okay. Maybe I'm not oh, better. But think about, but think about what kind of message that would send. You're in the elevator with somebody. You're both in there. And then you just start putting on headphones. Like, what if they wanted to start up a conversation? They're like, so the weather is – and then you just, like, are already, like, are putting them on as they're talking. Yeah. Like, think about what that tells them. <laughs> exactly. See, Scott, the, yeah. the way I avoid, I don't know if you guys, how much you guys talked about it, but to avoid, like, awkwardness, I stand right toward the front near mm-hmm. where the buttons are. And uh, then okay. as they mm-hmm. enter, I just ask what floor they want to go on, and I push it in for them. Then they're just behind me the whole time. So it's like, they're they not... just, I don't feel weird about it at all. Like, if they're not talking to me or something. That's a really interesting mm-hmm. strap. That's a very interesting story. Try Try that then you, have to, then you have to talk to people. No, you don't. You just ask them what floor they want, and then they're like, oh, seven. Right. And you put it in, and that's it. They're like, thank you, and that's it. That's no other thing. Mm-hmm. You br- break that silence, and you don't have to talk again. Here's what happens. It's you ask bad. them what floor they want. They go, hey, man, I can pick my own floor. <laughs> Dang. They shove you out of the way. Dang. They hit the button. They show off their gun. <laughs> They say, stay on the floor until I get off the elevator. Jesus. Wow. And you don't want that to happen, do you? Wow. Katie Zen, you live in a place where probably no buildings are taller than 12 feet. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was going to say, do you, have to go, you probably don't go in. You don't have to go in elevators that often. In a, have you seen a mountain yeah. before? Like, <laughs> Yes, dude. Come on. Like, how big was it? Like, there are mountains. Feet? Like a hill? Yeah. Yeah. In my life. I mean, I can't name the exact place but it's not like <laughs> i've been in my backyard my whole life and that's the my extent of the world knowledge i have i've seen a mountain of corn 
a mountain of corn. <laughs> I've seen whole fields of wheat before. <laughs> like you'd never believe. Damn. I don't think I come on that. here. I've got people on the cast roasting me, people on the chat roasting me. Listen. God. Hey, I, Sorry, bro. I, ain't I don't know if I can do this anymore. Man. I ain't roasting you. I know you've seen a mountain, okay? I know I've, seen I've definitely seen mountains. I've seen a couple mountains. Hey. Yeah, some of those mountains. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Hey, pussy. Some of the. <laughs> <laughs> some of those was. twin peaks that uh, just falling out of that those sweaters right i know what yeah, you're talking brother. about dude you've seen uh, some of those mounds before all right we're done i don't know what deal. we're doing all okay right. uh, hey what have you uh yeah what have you guys been playing what have we been playing this week um i'll go you know what? i'm gonna go first because i always i always you know i always go last and you know what? i'm gonna i'm i'm, I'm treat myself yeah. tonight i'm gonna switch go it first. up i'll switch it up so i've been playing uh i recently I got sucked a little bit into the world of the um, H1Z1 battlegrounds, you know that genre yes. of, of game type. Really, and I didn't really, uh, yeah. Over the past week, uh, I didn't really get it. You know, you watch people play it, and like, okay, I can kind of see the appeal, but I was like, those games are so buggy and they seem so frustrating. Why do people keep going back to them time and time again? Mm-hmm. And I definitely kind of understand that now, especially. Um, I don't have a ton of time in H1Z1. I've just basically been doing like fives with the group, which is really fun, even if it's. It can be it can be frustrating. I played a few solos here and there and had mixed success, but I think the best way to describe the appeal, if you haven't given the games too much time or haven't got bitten by the bug, for people that don't like have any interest in them, is that it's very intense and it's like uh, it's like the, the the dopamine receptors in your brain, the, sh- the the dopamine that they release when you are having a good game or you have the potential. You're like, oh, man, I'm all geared up. I've got a whole bunch of kills. Like, I could potentially win this. And then inevitably they're shattered by somebody camping in a fucking bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever else. Like, yeah, you come crashing down and you're like, fuck. But then you're you're so quickly back into the action again. You just queue up again. And it's like, all right, here we go. I'm landing again. It's just it's, See, I, that's the the adrenaline rush that it continues to give as, as frustrating as it is. I, I kind of I think that's why those games are so successful, even though they are buggy oh, yeah. and whatever else. And like I I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. I didn't I didn't get it until like I was top five for the first yes, time. Yes, sure. You know? And it was like, yep. holy shit! Like it's I need intense. to win this. Like yep. and then it gets gets intense because like one wrong turn or one wrong like just just move by you ultimately just like ends the last twenty minutes you put into this round, right? <laughs> exactly. So, um exactly and so it's it's super intense and especially with like the game being as broken as it is it's like you have to make sure all your cards are right otherwise like um like it can be devastating it's like oh i could have won this you know if i right like my oh, card didn't fucking explode totally. by accident or some shit i think that's yeah. the other i think that's the other part that you're talking about is like there's so many very and that's one thing that makes again these they're totally different but games like counter-strike and other shooters that even rainbow six i put in this category or, like, there's so many variables, even though you're playing, like, the same thing in H1. You're playing the same map, right? But it's big. And the guns, you're, you're using the same guns, and the equipment's all the same. But the ways that the game can pan out, uh, there's so many infinite possibilities of shit happening that you can always be like, well, I could have done this better. Uh, I could have done this better last time. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I okay, that was dumb. I right. played it in the open, and I gave up mm-hmm. my – I just died. Like. And I think a lot of that stuff where it's like you're feeling like you can always – so sometimes you just get shit on by the game and that's just obviously – that yeah, can happen. sometimes grenades just don't explode. Or, yeah, you're like you know, your shots register lags. Like I, I totally understand that aspect. But yeah. on the side of like you're saying, Brad, where once you do you, – you know, you have a good – even 
like I feel like one of those good games, like let's say a top five finish or, or whatever, or like even top ten where it's like, okay, you've had a really intense game, you get a bunch of kills, that can be enough to make you play for like to get that same experience again for multiple hours. You know what I mean? And just like, oh, yeah. chasing that high. And I guess that's maybe what I'm saying is that it's the whole chasing the high kind of thing um, that you're trying to do. Um, so anyway, yeah, so I, I definitely I, I, I get, get it. <laughs> I, get, I get the hype. I think. Sorry, go ahead. What did you say? I was gonna say like that's why I can't play fives because yes. like yeah, I think you can only like for me it's only good in duos or single. But mm-hmm. well, I mean, I I think fives are fun if you if you really don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like if you're not so much mm-hmm. focused on winning, like it's nice to finish and win, especially because there's no fucking spectator client. In H1C1, which is really frustrating. Right. So if you die first, you're like, well, I'll see you guys in 20 minutes or five minutes, depending on how quickly this game ends. Yeah, yeah. So that's really frustrating. But um, I did get a chance to play. Um, I did get a key from Flom for um, Battlegrounds. A lot of keys floating around for that. Uh, player unknowns Battlegrounds. And um, from what I've played of it, I really like it a lot. It's definitely like a mix. It's not like it's not full Arma and it's not full like H1. It definitely seems like it falls somewhere in between. And... It doesn't run all that great right now uh, and stuff like that, so there's definitely some issues. But, like, the bare bones of it, I feel like the gunplay in that game is really good and feels better it's good. and way more consistent than H1 does as far as, like, okay, like, I'm hitting my shots or I'm not. Okay. Know? So I think that's that's pretty good, and I think um, it'll be nice to have, I guess, an actual legit contender in that realm because, really, I mean, H1's the top dog, right? There's, there's not anything player-base-wise that even comes close uh, to H1Z1. Um so, yeah. So, anyway, I guess I would say, because I was on the hate train for a while, people being like, oh, everyone's playing this game. I don't get it. Like, give it, like, I don't know. Like, give it a chance. Like, if you've given it a chance and you still don't like it, that's fine. Maybe you just don't like those kind of games. But I I totally understand the adrenaline rush side of it and kind of, like, chasing that high and being like, all right, I can, you know, I can get a top. I can, I can win one of these games out of 185 people. I can be the last one alive. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's such a, it's, it's not like a crazy concept, um, but... Anyway, so I've been so I've been playing that and enjoying that, um, and that was basically probably all the new stuff. Played some played some Counter Strike as always, but I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Cool. What about you, Katie? I'm sure you've been you got some games uh, you've been playing. Uh, so I've been I've continued playing uh, Near Automata. I just like I've been playing the shit out of that game. I just I'm but I'm I'm pretty much done with it now. I finished my second full playthrough and got the platinum trophy and everything, all the all twenty six endings, you know, all that stuff. Dang. And um, okay. yeah, that game is just fantastic. That's just really amazing. Uh, I really can't say enough good things about that game. Just, I mean, amazing soundtrack, you know. And the, the one, like, the only really flaw I can think of. I mean, there are some side quests that really don't tell you what to do outright, or like are kind of really tedious, but um. The main real flaw of that game is in, uh, like, there's this balance with the difficulty that's not really, like, balanced too well. So there's, like, easy, normal, hard, very hard, and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, on very hard, everything kills you in one hit, like, every single thing in the game. And I played through it on normal, mm. which uh, was, like, you know, pretty challenging, but, I mean, I never really died that much. And so I thought hard mode would be kind of, like, a, a little balance between those two, but... Hard mode, everything like will like two shot you, three shot you, or even one shot you on that difficulty. Mm. Like so, and when you play in that game, when you play like one of the harder difficulties, it really um, 
it encourages like a play style where you just stay away and hold down R1, which is like a just a, a like a shoot. Like you have an infinite ammo gun that does like weak damage. So like it really just encourages you to like stay away and just do that, which is a pretty kind of boring way to play somewhat. But it's really not that big of a deal. Like hard mode, you can still like every fight in that game on hard mode is pretty like intense because, you know, like if you just slip up for a second, you're dead. But um, I mean, at the same time, like if I wanted that, I would play very hard. But end of the day, that's not really you know, that big of a deal. Like near Automata, like that definitely like deserves to be like nominated for Game of the Year. Okay. And if this doesn't win soundtrack of the year, like I will riot. I was gonna say, what? Like, where exactly are you gonna are you gonna riot in your your hometown streets? Yeah, are you gonna go gonna somewhere? Walk around my neighborhood full of old people <laughs> with a picket sign. Screaming! Corn. What are what? What is your cause, young man? <laughs> oh man! They, I didn't get the soundtrack for my game. They're gonna be like, "What? What is your game?" And they're they're not gonna be able to pronounce it. They're gonna be like, "What? What is it? Game? <laughs> What's it about?" Well, it's a niche Japanese quirky action RPG, and they are like, "Did you say Japanese? Didn't we bomb them in World War II? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God! It's just gonna. I'm go. probably in ripe area for that kind of. Uh, I was just gonna say anyways. that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to walk around punching old people. Yeah, that's going to be it. Uh, but no, other than that, uh, I was at a, a party a couple days ago, and uh, they actually, uh, the person hosting it had a PSVR, and so I was trying out Resident Evil 7 in VR. Oh, shit. Which, uh, yeah, that was actually really cool. But, um, nice. yeah, I feel like I've, I haven't really done a lot of VR. Like, I've done the Oculus once before, but uh, I feel like there might have been... I'm not sure if you can really adjust the lenses. Like you can adjust the placement or like the, the like the setting of the VR in like a ton of different ways. But mm-hmm. something about the lenses, it felt like text in the center was really like clear, but everything around it was a bit blurry. I probably just have to adjust it a bit. It's it's built to where you can wear glasses and wear the headset at the same time, but it kind of like pulls it like further away from your head, which yeah. I don't really want that. So I just played it without glasses, but. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if was... PSVR does that, but I know Oculus and stuff, they have interchangeable lenses and stuff for different... Yeah, people. yeah. Like, um, when I was when I was on the Oculus, um, yeah, he was, like, switching out the lenses back and forth for glasses, and that, that worked, like, really perfectly. But, um, yeah, I, I'm sure there's just, like, a setting for, like, calibration. Or, if not, I'd be disappointed, because the thing is fucking $300. Yeah, yeah. Right. Itself. It's crazy. But, yeah, that was fun. Just walking up to like uh, the fence or like one of the fence in like the opening area and just like moving your head around and looking around it's just man VR is just pretty cool especially when there's that not just looking around but like moving your body yeah. that's when it gets like like crazy for me but um yeah nothing other than that that's pretty much it okay near automata everybody should play it near autonoma if it you heard it here if it does not win soundtrack of the year katie's end i'm expecting you know what even if you don't riot i want you to make a picket sign and at least have your like somebody in your family take a picture of you like in your neighborhood with with a picket (laughs) sign i'll have at least that could be pretty meme who knows that that sounds like some reddit up votes if that gets uh some traction dude seriously just me standing in an empty neighborhood with like a painted (laughs) chest and a picket sign saying like I'll i'll think of something witty or like, where's my award? And it's like, two B's ass. There's like a lot of controversy about the main character's uh, ass in uh, that game. Oh yeah, what is it too big or something for people? To- uh, so you you have this move you can do where you can self destruct, 
and like just do a big damage around everybody around you, but you or you don't die, you like still are revived. And that combined with a mechanic where your character's skirt will kind of tear in battle. If you self-destruct, oh. your entire skirt goes away and oh. you're just in your leotard. Which um how many times did you of, uh, uh, how many times did you do that on purpose to see the good? Uh just I mean so that's where the controversy is coming yeah. from, you know. Some people, myself, you know, <laughs> not included. Um, right. But you know, so you can do that. But and then apparently, like before the game came out, people were like photoshopping a butthole, like <laughs> like they were, they were. Someone took it as like, wow, they have a butthole. Look, look at how far Japan has gone, and they like darkened the skin around that area, and it was just complete. Like <laughs> that was so fake. And so that, I just that love kind of... that like people are still so upset like like that that's an issue like that they're I don't know I guess I guess yeah, you could argue it's... about like how sexualized characters and stuff are but it's like it's fucking but it's a but who cares but who it's realistic yeah who cares like regardless <laughs> like let it, you know anyway and then on the other side we yeah. have like uh, we have the Conan stuff with you know the dicks flopping around on that game you know yeah yeah open world it's like oh whatever that's just funny. But no, the Japanese or is, is like people actually upset? Like, what are, are they discussing the merits of it, or like, what are people mad that it is in the game? Or like, I think it's just like that. How are like, upset? um, I, I think that stereotype is that Japan always, you know, does the most deranged, sexy stuff, like with you know tentacles and shit. And then I think people will see that and then think, assume that oh, their next big line they've crossed is <laughs> um, putting a butthole on their character. So. Okay. But no, there's there's no butthole in that game. Okay. I really don't want to say the word butthole anymore. It's uh it's uncomfortable. Um Okay. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's that's all. Really you <laughs> don't want to say, say you don't want to say butthole anymore, but you were fine. What was your line you said about um never mind. That was in the pre show. We won't bring that line up again. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's let's not look about that. Yeah. Let's exactly. Um <laughs> all right, Brad, what what have you Yeah, in Rocket League, I played that. Oh, Rocket League, okay. What have you been playing, yeah. Brad? Nice. Butthole. Sorry. Got it out. <laughs> I said it for you. What have I done? I'm developing Tourette's where I just say butthole because of how many times you said it. <laughs> just butthole. at random times. Butthole. In the middle of prayer. <laughs> at, uh... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. I've, uh, I've been playing Rust, of course. Of course. Um, and then, oh, what else? Oh, I did try Battlegrounds. Okay, yeah. Ironons. And what was uh, your take? What did you think? Uh, just so you know, the game actually runs better with the quality settings turned up. I, so I, I found that out, actually, because I, I was having so many issues what? with it. But then, so I put everything to very low, and it was still, it was like, it gave me okay performance. But then I restarted the game and put everything on ultra, and then it was like even more. I was like, what? It's more playable. Yeah. So, yeah, is it because H1 has this thing, um, All Sham Noel or Mark was having a problem with H1. Where it was using like ninety percent of a CPU when he's playing it, and he's playing on all low settings, and it was just putting all the load on the CPU and not actually sharing it with the GPU at all. Right. Uh, oh, really? So I don't know if it's the same thing in Battlegrounds. Like, a lot of games do that now. Yeah. So it's um, so you'll notice that with uh, what other game does that? I think I think Rust does that as well. Mm. It's funny. Um, but yeah, I've been playing Rust. Been playing Battle. Uh, player known battlegrounds, which I kind of liked, but then I kind of came back to H1 because I like the pace a little better. Mm-hmm. Like you just move slow in player. It is definitely a slower pace, yeah, movement wise. Definitely, even vehicles too move way slower in that game. Mm-hmm. Than H1. 
Um, and I, I'm a little conflicted because it feels like it's just a blatant ripoff because it's like clearly like yeah. There's well, a isn't lot, it the same like, guy who used to he owns the? the yeah, game I think tech. it is. Yeah. So, but but and at the same time, it's like I don't know. Well, H1 doesn't really own the King of the Hill, right? Like right. like we could go way back. Like other games have done this game mode for a long time. I think Arma 2 was doing it. So, I mean, like, this shit's been around. But at the same time, it's like we're even parachuting out of stuff where, you know, it just feels mm. very recycled. Um, it uh, Just from a glance, like, I looked at, like, gameplay video just a few minutes ago, and it looked like if someone's student project was to recreate H1Z1. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't, know. I, don't I, know. I think it's good. Maybe like, that's I, I like I like the fact that it is competing in that same space. Like I don't know. I, I've already it's seen good. enough with how shitty the servers with H one R and the limited time I've played it that if there's going to mm-hmm. be a game that's going to come out and actually have like solid uh, registration, gun wise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, did you feel the gun? I felt like the right. gunplay for the most part. Most of the kills I've gotten didn't feel random. Or whatever. I was like, okay, I shot at the guy, I hit him, and if I missed him, I missed him. Like I didn't really feel like I was getting robbed. Again, obviously the game's not released yet, so once like the server. So that's something hit, we'll something I wanted to talk about what did you think, was yeah. I played a lot of H one at LAN because like ah, sure. it's it's a different game oh, sure. when you have an amazing connection at, yep. for H one. Because yep. I don't know what they have with their like lag compensation for H one, mm-hmm. but it's 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 horrible. Mm-hmm. And like when I was playing on LAN H one, it was like, Oh my god. Like this, I can never go back home and play this again because it was <laughs> yeah. that much better. Yeah. Like, um, and like I was doing decent, so it was yeah. like, okay, this is obviously affecting my gameplay and stuff. Um, but I don't know. I think the gunplay was amazing, though. I do think like some of the guns and stuff, like I could definitely see, like you know, my hits were registering. Yeah. You know, it, it was. I could pick up a gun, I could move, and I could see that, like, you know, I shoot and it does what I expect it to. Like, that, that was nice. Um, exactly. Uh, so maybe, so and, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm talking about, I guess, like, because you said lack competition. I mean, that's the same thing. In, I mean, Counter-Strike has, like, uh, Go is, is, is decent. Even on higher ping, it's better than 1.6 or Source ever was. But, like, if you play Counter-Strike on LAN on a 128-tick server, it's just night oh, it's and day. Nuts. It's just it's the same kind of thing, so... I definitely feel what you're saying, though, on that. That would probably ruin me for H1 too, <laughs> if I, if I, felt, yeah. if I felt that. But I mean, even driving in a car felt different in H1. Mm-hmm. It was like, holy shit, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Like, <laughs> um, it, it was nutty. So yeah, but yeah. So I played, I played Player Unknown, um, played H1, and then I played Deceit. Deceit. Um, Ooh. Which, okay. Which is um, basically like a multiplayer, like. Uh, you guys ever play? You've played Ter- Trouble in Terrace Town, right? But like, yeah, yeah. And but it's like a horror type of Trouble in Terrace Town, okay. which is kind of uh, interesting. Okay. Um, and that was kind of fun. And then, oh, I p- played Paladins. <laughs> yeah, how'd that go? Okay. At, at, at land, which actually was surprisingly fun. Mm. Um, so. What it is basically like people make fun of it because it's become kind of like an Overwatch copy, basically. Right. Um, but what they have is like a card system that changes a lot of what your character can do, um, and it 
adds a little more it adds like another element of strategy into the game and it almost makes it like it almost made it more enjoyable for me than like overwatch is just because like so much can change with your builds and things like that it was like yeah overwatch with like a moba element in it into mm-hmm. it like how you do builds and stuff and okay. so with that it just felt like way more exciting like oh i should build this because they have this characters or like i'm this type of character this that kind of thing and it was it was really fun but the only problem is like nobody's playing paladins anymore and the community's garbage so um but i just played that at land because a lot of people are playing it so cool all right that was it for me oh i watched uh this isn't a game but i watched logan yes what did you think oh yes me too it was good, and you know what? I forgot it was rated R, and they made it very apparent that it was rated R, like right off the bat, and it was oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, it's clear that they saw like the success of Deadpool, like mm-hmm. from being rated R, yep. and they're like, okay, you know what? We're gonna take it to the next level with Logan, and they they did. Like the violence and stuff was just like, ah, oh, this is how superhero movies should be. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree with that. It just, yeah excellent movie it was it was excellent so but uh sorry that wasn't what i played but no, that's good yeah we were, we were talking about these last week Did, you guys should definitely see get out before it's out of theaters if you get a chance get out was so good oh i, I really want to i yeah. need to yeah so good we should go brad you guys should go together yeah you guys should go together you know what what is that that's a small yeah. like uh what is that like a 20 hour 25 hour drive oh at least straight yeah. maybe more probably like yeah, we could we could days. probably meet in the middle yeah, meet in the middle. In a, oh, we could do that. You guys could split it like, like a large Kansas. popcorn, get a medium soda, hold hands. Honestly, you should. Yeah, but no, it's that movie's great in a, in a theater, <laughs> seeing it with other people because the reactions and stuff are are great. You're kind of on the roller cool. coaster. Get out and see Get Out. I know I've been on this like train, but I need to see Logan because yeah, people, everyone's been telling me it's so good. So oh yeah, hopefully. Do you think? Uh, I think Hugh Jackman should at least get like a nomination for his yeah. performance, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like it was really? just so good. I think yeah. he's just like, I think he's just been in it so long that he does it well. But it's like I don't know if it's like groundbreaking, but I think it's pretty good. But I don't know. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking just just a nomination. Like I mean, he won't win. It's nothing give him, give him out of the box, but give him some just like, a respect nod. I feel you. Yeah, and because think, he's just done the role for so long, it'd be kind of like a celebration of that, maybe. I think there is some. I don't know why, but in the industry, there's some like distaste for superhero movies Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure why but like Mm. like you don't see a lot of awards going toward like actors and actresses in superhero movies like have you guys noticed that it's a lot of like not many performance awards go toward those movies now if we're talking like visual effects or soundtracks or something like yes but i don't know why the industry really favors like they don't they turn the other way for those kind of actors but I, I don't know. Do mm-hmm. you guys have any thoughts on that? Or? Yeah, no, I don't no, know. I, 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 yeah, I definitely, definitely see, that. see that. I see exactly what you're saying. I mean, it's hard to like, I don't know. It's hard for me to give a fuck about the Oscar. Like, not that, not that the, it doesn't, I know. not that there aren't actually good movies, but when like you look, it's like the whole, it's a whole courting process. And like, it's all about usually who spends the most money for their campaign and who schmoozes the most. I'm not saying that like great movies don't actually win and stuff like that, that deserve to win. But the whole kind of behind the scenes stuff, kind of like taints me on the whole like academy thing uh yeah. i'm just like you know what i don't even um well it's a business i, I, I mean, agree but then like in the in the other end 
like I feel like we should care because at some point they're supposed to be representative of like the whole industry. Sure, yeah. Even I'm though the it's like I don't I don't mean to get into politics, but it's like the DNC, like you know. Wow. <laughs> like you just say I don't know. DNC you don't you don't have to give a shit about it, but you sure you could right. because you care like for for that field that I don't know. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, that was funny, so basically what Brad theater. is saying is that he, if Logan doesn't win Best Picture, if uh, Hugh Jackman doesn't win Best Actor, uh, he's going to burn down the DNC. Did I hear that right? Brad. Exactly. That was the message I got. Okay, yeah. that's what I got. Hugh Jackman that 2020. <laughs> or yeah, for president. Remember that part in uh, Logan where Hugh Jackman just really starts talking about how much he loves Bernie Sanders? Um, <laughs> yeah, actually. That was a I great were, part. I... Is that wait? Is, are you spoiling Logan for me? Does he actually? Damn, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't spoil no, it. Sorry, don't, don't spoil the whole. <laughs> One thing I did love. Does he feel? Uh, he well, feels... I mean, I don't know about love, but when we went to the theater to see it, uh, a trailer for the Sword Art Online movie started playing. And I was just so bewildered. Like that would make it too. And I think it was for a showing that wouldn't even be at the theater. The trailer was going for it. Was like for something in Chicago. Was, I saw it was weird. Something so like niche like that would show up. Huh. Like just a crowd full of people hearing this anime music. That is, it's just like <laughs> hilarious to me. Nice. Okay. Well, I saw I saw the Deadpool two teaser was pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and that was weird because it was part of the movie. Like, right? It do directly... you find that odd at all? Or... No, not at all. Because like um, Hugh Jackman and what's his name, I think, are good friends. Ryan and Reynolds. like Hugh Jackman is the reason why Deadpool even happened. So. Oh, okay. Um, so I think, and then we see, I think Logan's success because of Deadpool, because they went with rated R because the, I, I don't, I think there's definitely a lot of tie-ins there on purpose. So, um, Mm. but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Cool. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. right, Well, let's jump into, uh, what's been going on in KB mod a little bit here before we jump into, uh, some news and, uh, you know what, Brad? Tell me what what is on the website right now. What's happening on the website? So it looks like that we've have a couple new pieces. Um, we have a look at a game called Sync by Tim or staff who noob. He regularly streams on the channel. It's a single player shooter touted as the love child of Tron, Hotline Miami, Bulletstorm, and Doom. So make sure to huh. check that video out. Yeah, um, I actually saw the art style of it. it looks amazing just just based on that alone so i mean um so that's worth checking out by tim and then uh a first look at too dark or 2d arc i don't know but um by chad it's a stealth action game centered around a former detective who takes matters into his own hands after a string of child abductions so that sounds pretty interesting that's all on kbmod.com um you can find our podcasts and other things there. Um, check it out. So. KBmod.com. Cool. Easy to remember, hard to forget. Oh, my God. Hey. God, I just wow. I meant it. Put it on the business card. That was good. There we go. All right. Speaking of things that are hard to forget. Oh, I was It's going to so... be hard to forget about <laughs> Discord. Yes. Oh, really? Perfect. What a segue. Damn. Wow, he's already saying forget, though, like Discord, like it's over. Mm. That's crazy. It's just, he's <laughs> digging. <laughs> Digging the hole right digging now. Hole. Like yeah. he's, he's already six deep. Dang. 
Um, yeah, I'm that was gonna... that was a good segue My... though. I was hoping you would launch off that. That was, that was the kind good. of things we we couldn't. If Brandon was on the cast, we wouldn't be able to say things. Exactly. Like yeah, we're a little more free. We're a little more. <laughs> a little more free yeah, we right are. Um, what a cast to talk about Twitch's new desktop app. Yes. Uh, which pretty much looks like, uh, for lack of a better term, just a a, a shot right in the head of Discord. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, let's face it, a large amount of uh, the Twitch community all partake in Discord. There are plenty of streamers who, like, directly advertise their channels and have, like, a large amount of their community visiting there. And uh, Twitch um, is uh, having none of that. So they announced their new uh, Twitch desktop app, which, uh, if you want to take this away, PL? Sure. I, li- I love how combative, though, you made that right away. Like, Twitch, they're having none of it. <laughs> It's a war. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, I mean, that's the subtext of this whole thing is that so uh, Twitch bought Curse, right? And Curse, Curse is a gaming um, voiceover IP client that's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, so obviously with Twitch buying Curse, they're going to want to use the technology. They're going to want to integrate it in with Twitch more. And right now, Discord does have access to APIs and connections to Twitch. Like obviously like, there's Discord, in, uh, there's Twitch integration in Discord. So if you're like a Twitch sub, on somebody's discord channel you can you know there's there right now it's they're still i guess being friendly is that the word that maybe that i'm looking for like it's not it's not a situation where uh twitch is saying like no like you've got to basically if you're going to integrate with twitch stuff you got to use curse i don't know if we're going to be uh, at a point where that where that ends up happening that would obviously be a huge blow um to discord if that happened but right now this is like you said this is definitely a direct competitor to something like discord and this is something that is even going to have um, some more features than, than than Discord has right now as far as, like, being able to watch the streams within the app itself and then having, like, your Twitch account sync with your Curse account and then having all that activity happen, um, like, so it's not separate, essentially, right? Like, right now with Discord, yeah. you have a Discord, uh, you might have a Discord um, account that has your email or whatever else, and it might be a different name. Sure, you can sync with Twitch and then get the permissions for your subs or whatever, but it's not the same account, and... So it's it's I don't know like I don't know how I feel about it. I think competition is good and all that stuff. I think you know Discord, uh, like I'm a Discord partner. I was I was I mean Brad and I were there. Like <laughs> I always at tell the this. We were there at basically. the beginning. I mean at the absolute beginning of Discord. And I was saying you know what? I don't get a lot of things right, but we both. I was like this is the future. This is it. Discord's going to be the thing. And when I first started, people were like, oh, what is? And now it's, people. I, I think it's hard for people to remember a time before Discord as far as, like, the convenience of it now. with, with how, And I think they've done a lot of great things with the app. Um, but it's, um, you know, it's a situation where they're not, you know, Twitch is, is, has to keep its own interest at heart here. And, you know, they're going to use the cursed technology. Um, and the kind of the thing that I'm a little concerned about is that I, you know, the Discord community for my stream in particular is really like, is a, is a really vital part of it. And you, right. you spend a I lot mean, of time building that community and then to be like, okay, am I, if I don't do the curse stuff or I don't like, and then you're like, but then you're seg- like, you're separating your community too, where it's like, well then do I just give up on discord and go over to curse uh, because of like the opportunity for maybe more viewers or better integration and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of questions I think. And it's not as simple as just like competition, I guess for me. And that's kind of my concern. Yeah, the other thing to think about is Twitch has been working on its own apps for a little bit because we have the Twitch desktop app right now that does like game launch, game launches for um, your 
your Prime account. So right. with your, or what do they call it, Twitch Turbo or whatever? Mm-hmm. Basically, when when you sync your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch, you sometimes get like a month trial for a game, right. and that trial is not through Steam, it's not through yep. Origin, whatever. It is through a Twitch launcher. Yep. And so with this desktop app, they're looking to integrate that as well. So it's it's clear that, um, you know, it's with the changes Twitch is doing lately, they're looking to expand way farther than just being a streaming platform. And that that's apparent with the changes to their front page doing like, what is that? Like basically trying to do something different than Twitter. Um, the acquisition of curse, uh, their game launcher. Yep. Um, so I think this is pretty interesting. I think I'm curious if it's too little too late because like you said, Scott, like so many people, are already yeah. on Discord. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what is it going to take for them to like get those users over on on right. on Curse or the desktop app? I know personally, I will use it because it's probably going to be a better viewing experience, right? Exactly. So, um, yeah. just just you know, they're they're gonna maybe they'll have a notification system that'll actually work, like <laughs> yeah. like with the desktop app. That would be you nice. know, um, that would be nice. Sorry, but it's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no I, it, there's a, there's a lot of questions, and I have to say, like, I'm actually really impressed overall. Like the 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 curse app that existed maybe a year or so ago before. I don't know how long Twitch has, has owned the curse client and tech, but maybe a year, maybe a little bit less. But it's definitely like it's really it's really clean. It's really good looking. Um, you know, I th- I still think some of the video and audio stuff need 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 some work and stuff. Uh, but it isn't like a bad. Uh, it isn't a bad looking app. It, it does borrow very heavily. Um, I don't know, whatever you want to say, or it, it adopts a lot of the same things that Discord already has because um, Discord does a lot of things right and continues to innovate and, um, you know, make it easier to, to connect with people. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, I'm a little – I'm kind of torn because it, just personally, like, I love Discord and I it's been awesome to see it go from uh, when Brad and I were at PAX uh, West when it was called PAX West, I guess, right, before it was Prime. I don't even know. Yeah, it was Prime, I think. Or was it Prime then? I guess, but you know, they had a card table and it was like, you know, the four dudes, right? And they were like hey, in the lands you... in the land section. In the like, land not section. Not even the main hall. They were, not they the, were behind like, like a staircase near an elevator, remember? Yeah, it was it, literally in the dark under a, like an escalator. Like it was you had to go out of your way through a gate, like to a random ass table that had like just a a thing over that with two laptops and like yep. four discord staff members. Yep. Like no, it, was... it was, we were there at the beginning yep. and, um, no, it was. And, and it really has, like, it's turned out to be like, they haven't let me, discord has not let me down. Like they've, got, they've gone through their growth spurts through their issues, getting constantly DDoSed every fucking day, you know, and yeah. as they scale up and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like it's really overall, it's really, in, I feel like, um, since they got, they had another round of investment recently, like it's definitely gotten a lot more rock solid. Like it's a huge business now um, because they really made a great product. Uh, so it is. It's going to take a lot. Like I, I'm just thinking for myself, it's kind of like it, it's it's a catch twenty two because in one sense I don't know if I ever want to abandon my Discord server because there is there's so many good things about it and there's people are so used to it and like it has a lot of great features. But on the other side, it's like I don't want to miss out on like you said if the notifications work reliably on the Curse client. If right. uh, there's certain integration things, whether it's games or giveaways or all, I mean, they're clearly trying to become kind of an all-in-one. They want to do the game launcher and curse. Like, 
again, when, once it gets to that point, it's going to be hard to argue as a streamer to be like, I'm not going to get involved in that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's, I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll someone in chat that. said all it would take is to shift the ecosystem to like mm-hmm. get the users on Twitch. But the thing is, you have to remember, Discord has over 25 million registered yeah. users. That's like, crazy. That's nothing to scoff at or like not a simple switch that you can just do. Like, oh, yeah. Um, some of these like Discord users are like, are we going to be able to see exclusivity? So like, let's say, um, yeah. Scott, if you wanted to make a sub only disc or Twitch server, could right. you do that? Like right. that kind of stuff. Like there's know. so much Discord already has that like Twitch can't just come in and swoop in 25 million users like right off the bat. Like it's not as simple as turning on a switch. Exactly. And that's kind of the other thing is that usually Twitch isn't in this position. Usually when we're talking about Twitch, it's like, we're talking about like YouTube gaming, like how are they going to get people to watch shit on, on YouTube? Right? Like, because the communities are so embedded or whatever. And in this case, this is a situation where discord was ahead of the curve, uh, when it came to this. And, you know, like you said, is it too little too late? I don't think it's too little too late. I definitely think, um, there's like, people can have competition but it's also like even even little things like just having people like being like yeah you should install curse now because yeah i know we all got used to discord but curse is even is going to have like you can watch the streams in it and there's more you know what i mean like so again you're still doing that uh, elevator pitch again to people and that's that alone is annoying to do um to to convince people to Mm -hmm. come on over so i don't know I'm, i'm just i'm not i'm not um I wouldn't say I'm like discouraged by this because I think there there could end up being a lot of really cool stuff that Twitch does with the with the curse client and and what I've seen so far it actually is pretty clean and, and looks pretty cool, but um, I don't know. It's uh, I think it kind of remains to be seen. I think like a lot of the questions that we've been talking about are, are pretty valid. And like, do you guys ever think it's going to go to a point where if they feel like their user bases aren't shifting enough on Discord that they're just going to be like, well, uh, sorry guys, but we're not going to be open anymore to the integration stuff that we used to be. Well, in the past. I've they, they talked can't... about this before. I think on the cast where it's like nothing is stopping Twitch from being like, you know what discord, you don't need to be on our, like you don't need to be integrated with Twitch any longer. Right. And, and exactly. like not, I'm not saying they would do that, but it's like not out of the question because no. like you have to remember that they purchased curse sure. for a reason. Yeah. It is a product and they need to make money on it. Like, oh, exactly. Um, and if that's so, one thing, after Amazon bought Twitch, that's one thing. Like regardless, like they're, like Amazon, they're not only about their bottom line, but they are very. Their bottom line is very important to them, and they're 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 a business, right? And they've they've gotten to where they are because of the this the cutting cost and also making money on stuff. So they're you know it's not like some kind of like buddy buddy thing anymore. Not that I mean I think I think Amazon has done an incredible job since they bought Twitch of not losing the community focus and they've done a lot of really good things. But they're also as much as they want their partners and people to enjoy the product and make money, they want to be recouping a lot of money back. So right. like you're saying. So it's it's not it's not a situation where um you know in the past where before Twitch was bought by Amazon you could be like okay um Maybe maybe they won't do that. I think that is a, a real possibility. It's not even that they don't have a right to do it. I just it would be interesting to see kind of the backlash if that happened because I think I think, um, and and Twitch is usually pretty good. I mean they've they've gotten it wrong a few times and, and the community has gotten upset, um, but they're usually pretty good on feeling it out and not kind of feeling like they're overstepping their bounds or or making things too exclusive. But I don't know. Um, it's a, it's a different game now that Amazon owns them, so I don't know. Um, 
Like what? I, I mean, you got we've used cursed a bit here and there, right? Just to we're not using mm-hmm. curse right now, just because of Brad generally sometimes can't hear me on the client, so that's a problem <laughs> yeah. with the podcast. It's got some interesting issues right now. Yeah, and I don't think it's as well optimized and stuff as like Skype is for for video calling and all that kind of stuff. But if they do, if all that stuff gets um, kind of ironed out. And like uh, two weeks or last week, we did use Curse and it was perfectly fine, at least for me, Tim, and and Brandon. So like, it's not that it can't be, um, but yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And I, you know, waiting is always the hardest part. That's I don't like waiting for anything. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to see how it is because it gives me, it gives me a little bit of anxiety because, um, I feel like I feel like Discord's in a good place right now, and uh, it's like, all right, let's throw another client into the mix, and then kind of add these other intangibles that could end up being really fantastic for streamers. It's like, I'm going to have to use it, but I do feel like that I'm going to have, I guess I am. I feel like I'm going to have to be make uh, forced to make a decision at some point. I don't think I'm going to be able to sustain a discord and a curse. You know what I mean? At the same time and, and try to yeah. split people. It's like, what do I tell it's people? Too much to use? Saturation. It's right? way too much. You know, yeah. It's... it's way too much. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, definitely very interesting news. Anything, anything to add on that, Katie or Brad, before we move on? Uh, no, it's just very interesting. Like you know, like two really similar, like almost identical services. Like it, it just feels like Twitch is trying to snuff out Discord, you know? Because like I, f- I feel like their mindset was like so much of our like so much of our community uses this, why shouldn't we be a part of it? Or why shouldn't we be in charge of it? I don't know, something like that. But yeah, I mean, I love Discord and I don't want it to go away. But I mean, if, if Twitch, if their service does something like a lot better, then I'll probably switch over to that. We'll see. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, and also I'm, it's probably a little unfair. I feel like I'm a little bit more invested since I stream full time. So I think, mm. I think my anxiety, I don't think the average user maybe is probably thinking about it as much as this. They're probably like, like you're saying, Katie, like, it's like, well, if the experience is going to be better, then fine. I'll use curse. It's not, a, it's not a big deal. You yeah. know what I mean? So I guess I got to keep that in mind too. Well, I think, I think what you said, Katie's in though, I think they are kind of looking to take a stab directly at discord though, because mm-hmm. like even the CEO says yeah. the result is a one-stop shop for connecting members of our community. Right. Like that's what they intend the desktop app to be. Um, yeah. which includes friends, whispers, activity share, and soon a game library of purchases fulfilled by Twitch. Um, and then we can see in the screenshots and everything too, uh, you'll be able to watch the streams. Yeah. Uh, they'll have dedicated servers. Um, yeah. I don't know. They, they already have mm. video calls. I mean, that's, that's a huge step. And yep. we've been asking forever for discord to mm-hmm. come out with this, but yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think it, it'll be curious to see, um, how this plays out. Uh, you'll be able to try the beta on March 16th, mm-hmm. uh, for the desktop app. Um, I think it's for everybody, as far as I know. So, um, yeah. All right. I think that's it for the Twitch app. That's it for that. Let's uh, move on to a study that suggests, believe it or not, boys, that video games actually don't desensitize you to violence and other nefarious things that uh, politicians so often like to point to as uh, why this happened or that happened right um so this is this is pretty interesting this was a study done by some german scientists um that shows a stark contrast to the general aggression model uh 
They used a small gr- a testing group um, that showed emotion. Uh, they showed they used. Excuse me, I can't speak. Using a small testing group, they showed emotionally charged images to see if gaming desensitized players. They found that desensitization from violent media may actually be pretty short-lived. And um, it basically... And I'm glad that they're actually doing research like this. um, Because, again, this won't be the end-all, be-all. Because video games are always in the crosshairs when when anything happens, right? It's like, oh, well, he played Call of Duty. He uh, owned uh, the original Doom on floppy disk. It must be that, <laughs> right. right? So basically with the research, research um, they showed uh, 15 gamers emotionally provocative images while their brains were being scanned by an fMRI. Um, during the test, they found no difference in their brains between them and the control group they were talking about earlier. Of course, to ensure this uh, was, test- was tested on the long-term effects and not just short-term uh, ones they hadn't played video games for at least three hours prior to the testing to try to give like an accurate sample size, and they said that in the study they said while the typical pattern of activations for empathy and theory of mind networks was seen, both groups showed no difference in brain responses. We interpret our results as evidence against the desensitization hypothesis and suggest that the impact of violent media on emotional processing may ra- may be rather acute and short lived. Um, so that basically saying that if you know somebody experiences a violent video game, that whole like <laughs> they get they get revved up and then it's like oh let me get online and look up um, how to build a bomb you know what I mean and then over the long term like it doesn't it doesn't translate to that kind of stuff and and these emotional outbursts and stuff generally there's other factors at play. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys think about that? I mean this isn't shocking to me, but again this is a little bit more of like some hard science being done. I think it's. For me, at least, I think um, I do feel a little desensitized for some things, but like, I don't think it's video games. I think it's like live leak. That's <laughs> like yes. Oh, absolutely, sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, because I feel like what would I think it takes a lot to shock me because I've seen some stupid shit on the internet. Yep. Um, but I don't think it's video games. It's never been video games because I feel like. Video games, there's always a disconnect between, like, real life and, you know, the games you're playing. Mm-hmm. But, like, shit, like, Live leak, you know, yeah, you it's, see it's real. Die, you see pe- yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, think that's, um, I think that's pretty fair. But, again, that's, would you say that because you've seen shit on Live leak that desensitized you, that you would go out and do something he- heinous because it's like, no, no you're not going to th- do you're not gonna I wouldn't play. say I would do something, but I do think that, like, if I saw a picture like their their controls, I, I think it would definitely mm-hmm. like I don't know if it phased me as much. So you would have them tweak the study a little bit to more more have them instead of video games, like have them on live leak for an hour, and then and then yeah. do the study. That's I'd be curious to That's see what that looks like. That's a really good point. Because I, I agree yeah, now thinking that. about that. I saw so much. I, I've seen so much fucked up shit when I was on LimeWire, downloading songs. You know, LimeWire. Yeah, dude. Yeah, or Kazaa. And like you know. It's, it's like faces of death or whatever else. If you don't know what that is, you know, just save yourself the problem. Don't look it up. But um, <laughs> really shit that like in your formative years as a teenager or younger that, you know, shock you and repulse you. But then like once you've seen them, like you said, it's hard to it, it's, it takes a lot. Same thing for me, Brad. Like I can look up some pretty fucked up shit and, and be OK and be like or at least like on the surface be OK and be like, well, I've seen worse stuff than that. So right, it doesn't right. really affect me as much. Not that it makes me 
I would I would also separate it this way though. When you say desensitize, it doesn't mean that like it doesn't mean that I don't feel bad or that I can't empathize, but it doesn't like I don't get like a violent like physical reaction to it. No, that's, I, that's I'm getting it's, that. It's more getting that. to that as well. Like yeah. I'm not yeah. like I don't feel no, I don't feel for other humans or something like that's right. exactly. that's not what I'm saying. It's like I I'm not personally shocked when I see something. I feel like sure. I, maybe maybe I've gained a sense of reality to some stuff. Like, True. I don't know if, if that's how I'd word it, but, yeah. um, cause I feel like what people feel when they first see some of this stuff is like a, a shock, like, cause they haven't seen it before, yeah. you know, but I'm not saying I'm desensitized. Like I'm not just going to go out of my way to like, like numb know. your, numb yourself, dude. Lincoln park. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. By the way, have you heard the new Lincoln Park? Oh my god, they have gone. No. They have gone full. Oh my, you wouldn't know it's Lincoln Park except just while well, the vocals are pretty. You can tell because what's his? What's the lead singer's name? He's got a very distinct voice, but you would never, you would never guess. I'm gonna send it to you, Brad. It, you, you won't believe it. You won't believe if it. If it's anything like that, garbage band Twenty One Pilots. Oh, oh um, god, here we go. Okay. I'll send it. I'll send it. To you. Wait, send do you actually you. like them? I've, I'm not going to get like into 21 Pilots right now because everyone's on the 21 Pilot hate bandwagon. It's like I've listened to 21 Pilots for so many years before they were ever big that I'm like such a hipster, and yeah, so I won't get into it. But I, I also know... like their old stuff a lot more than a lot of their newer stuff. But they're just the flavor the... of the month to hate. A lot of people hate them. What's the so negative argument towards 21 Pilots? That they're like, only for like edgy. They get hated on, especially because of their fan base too, because a lot of their oh, fan okay. base is like teenage girls, and they're like, and everyone's like, oh, they're just like these. Ed- they try to be edgy, or whatever else. And mm. it's like, no, like actually go back and listen to their old. Like their old stuff is fucking really good. Anyway, it's I, I'm getting triggered. Brad's triggering me right okay. now. Okay, I, I just can't. Sorry, man. No, it's okay. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> oh, man. Ever since they were just nine pilots. Yeah, that's true. They added too many band members. That was the problem. <laughs> But um, okay. Can we know. talk about for um, Panic at the Disco? Why they're mm. still relevant? Like, um, <laughs> are they still relevant? Dude, they're selling out stadiums. Good. Of I love Panic concerts. How are you gonna hate on Panic? No, I, I no, I'm not saying. It, but I just don't know why they're so why. Popular. I think like, nostalgia because they have because their 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 um their breadth of work is so good. S- stadiums. Stadiums that's though crazy. is is pretty shocking though. You're right. That's that's pretty crazy. I wouldn't have guessed that. Like. I don't know what's what's causing this popularity because it's like I hear a shit ton of uh, Twenty One Pilots on the radio, but then I see Panic at the Disco like selling out stadiums for old music. I, as mean, far as I, I think it has a lot to do with I hear Brandon Urie, Death who's of the like, Bachelor who's super, on the radio a lot. Yeah, who's super hot. Uh, Brandon Urie is like, come on, tell me you wouldn't like. He's so hot. I want to put him in chat. Oh yeah, he's. A, I think he's honestly, a, though, I think I think his creature. hotness. I think his hotness contributes to how popular this. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Come on, it's like fuck off, dude. Really, I'm literally looking at pictures of him right now, and I'm like, just fuck off. It's too much. <laughs> you have no right. You have no right to look this good. Yeah, you don't. And he seems like a genuinely nice dude. Like I've actually seen interviews with him, and but it's like he seems like. A yeah, he cool was. Uh, I saw a video. He's giving like a house tour, and he uh, he does play an Xbox One, which is pretty unfortunate. But mm. he started talking about how he's playing Alien Isolation. Oh, see, damn, see, that's some solid taste. That is, that's good. He didn't just be like one of those like trying to prove himself. Like I play Call of Duty, dude. It's like fuck off. Yeah, those, bro. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> just got the new Wildlands. Keith, <laughs> I was just thinking about this. You know how you have your hall pass or whatever if you're with somebody. It's like, who's your hall pass? I think he's my my hall pass. Where really? that's I don't know if you ever heard that, Katie, but it's like you get one person that if if you ever come across uh, your significant other that they can they can sleep with with no consequences. Oh, they get, okay. It's called a hall pass. He's your hall pass. He's okay, my hall pass. See. If 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 Tab and I were ever out and I saw him and somehow he propositioned me or I propositioned him and it went through, she would she would just be <laughs> like, okay, that's fine. You used it. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Just think of the experience. You know, like you don't even have to be like attracted to him. Just the one of the few you could be one of the few people on earth to have a romantic experience with Brendan Urie. That's true. That's a good point. That that is a treasure. I doubt like this wait, how one of two see, I feel like he probably I think he's married. Actually I don't know. But he is definitely married. I'm sure he had know. many romantic experiences with many people when he was yeah. on, when he was on <laughs> tour. I'm guessing. All right, wow. Well, this podcast really went off the rails. Um Yeah, well I can bring it back to gaming. I know their photographer, videographer personally. I went to college with him. Nice. Um, If anybody, if anybody could get them a Nintendo Switch, they're actually looking for one. So, oh, that um, could be that could be my hand. Okay, I'll work. I'll see what I can do. I don't know. I don't think I have any ends anywhere for that. But yeah, so it's actually a problem because they're on tour right now. Yeah, and like they can't. It's sold out everywhere. So like, they're they can't. They can't like ship it somewhere because they're, they're on tour moving. constantly. So I, it's like I was just gonna say, like I would think they would have the advantage because they would be going to all these different towns and maybe they would find one. But if it's if you're saying it's out in all the the brick and mortars, like yeah, I think I think they're always on the road. And when they're in town, they're like just there to, to like set up and right like get ready for the show. Because like I said, they're, they're doing huge shows now where it's yeah. Like, no joke, like they they sold out Madison Square Garden or something like that. That is like, crazy. That's that that's crazy. Bad. I wouldn't have guessed. That. Um, but yeah. So if anybody needs a, has a spare switch, Panic at the Disco is looking for one. Anyways. There are some big Panic at the Disco <laughs> fans in here in chat right now. So maybe maybe you'll get somebody to send one to them. That'd be pretty cool. Well, um, APL, yeah. let me ask you. Yeah, are you a fan of James Cameron? <sighs> wow. You knew this would trigger me, didn't you? Because you're going to have to wait quite a while for his next film that I'm sure you're very excited I'm for. S- I'm so triggered. Uh, our next piece of news, uh, another Avatar film won't happen in 2018. Oh, no. So until after that year, much to the chagrin, I'm sure, of you. Can I ask? Okay, because because again, I I suffer from watching cable television, and I pay for it, so I have to watch it. But recently, these ads have started, and this isn't even related to this necessarily. But fucking the amusement park or whatever, Pandora, they're doing ads for this, and I'm literally sitting here, I'm watching because it doesn't start out right away to say that it's uh, amusement park Pandora. It starts out with like this woman and uh, her daughter walking around this like 12 year old girl and they're like looking and it's kind of like it almost looks Star Wars like it almost you know you can't really tell and then the terrible fucking CG flying things from Avatar come in and it's like explore the world of Pandora and I'm like is there a single uh. child in the fucking universe who gives a fuck or parent that gives a fuck about Avatar anymore I- I'm-, I'm honestly asking because I can't like I'm sure the experience is cool. I'm sure like it's actually probably a pretty cool uh whatever park that they have set up. But like how irrelevant is Avatar? I mean maybe it's not. I know it, you know. I know it was a huge event or whatever because of the tech, but 
Like I went and I was like, God, I don't want to rant on it, but I was like, yeah, the tech's cool, but like the movie's fucking way too long and it's fucking Pocahontas and it's fucking old, old ass material. And like, what about you guys? Like, I mean, James Cameron has done some great films and he's, he's an interesting guy. But I just the whole Avatar thing. I'm like, dude, that's like one of those pe- passion projects where I'm like, I'm I'm impressed that he willed it into existence. But after <laughs> after me and many of the world saw the product, we're like, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> like, it doesn't do anything for me at all. Especially with the breadth of like so many other cool sci-fi and like fantasy universes. I I couldn't give a shit. Now maybe that's me. Feel free to have a dissenting opinion. I, I'm very. Strong I just on think it's like, well, it's still surprising to me that. Not only are they confirming that it's the second Avatar is happening, what, uh, nine, more than nine years later after the first one. Is it nine like, years? That's what I mean. You thought it was four yeah, or five, Kitty. It's almost but, ten but, years. But that's not the only crazy part. They're also making four right. Avatars exactly. at once. So it's two, three, four, and five. Like. <sighs> And he said in this, it took us four and a half years to make one movie, and now we're making four. We're full tilt boogie right now. Cameron at it. Um, I'm full tilt, but, James. I'm full tilt. <laughs> I think it's. I think a lot of it's just because like uh, 20th Century Fox just saw the numbers, the raw sure. numbers, because sure. they even address here that they made 2.8 billion dollars no, worldwide. Right. Worldwide. You're right. That doesn't. They see that as like, holy shit, just think of four more movies. Like, right, how much be money can make. But like, at the same time, it's they have somebody in there has to be like, you know, just because we made a shit ton of money on this doesn't mean they were necessarily good and people are going to come see a second No, one. that's true. Like, yeah. yeah. That's true. And you're right. No, monetarily, it makes a lot. I mean, it broke all kinds of, like, you're right. You know, he's got Titanic. He's got Avatar. Like, the man, the man can make a box office smash and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I understand that, but it doesn't – yeah, you're right. It doesn't make it a good movie. It, it doesn't because it's not, yeah. it's no. not a good movie. And I don't even think the world – like, it's not terrible, but I don't even think the world and what they've offered up is was even that compelling. Like, I tried to go in – I mean, I tried to go in because there was so much hype around it. And I did try to go in, like, not having – like, forming an opinion in the negative to just be the Debbie Downer. And so I really felt like I gave it a chance. And when I came out of it, I was just like – I. You know, I don't get it. Mm. I don't get why. But it was kind of, you know, um, it wasn't. I guess it went nine years ago. I'm trying to put myself in that headspace. It was like every you had to go see it. You had to go see it in 3D, obviously. Like, yeah, that was yeah. It was like a tech demo, basically. It yeah. was like, okay, this everyone had to see it because it's like, you know, every single TV was doing, like every store selling TVs was doing like, right. Avatar is their like benchmark for like, whoa, look at all oh, the colors and yeah, stuff like that. That's and, right. And people were going to see it just in 3D because it was like groundbreaking, quote unquote, at the time, tech that they were using. Um, but now it's like, it looks okay, so dated, well, by the way, now that you say like nine years ago, because like even watching the, the, the assets that they use for that commercial that I was talking about, I was like, this looks fucking this looks like fucking yeah. Phantom Menace CG. <laughs> and that's not good. <laughs> it looks really well, rough. It looks really rough. Obviously, again, you have to for the time and stuff. Um, obviously, so there's certain. Yeah, you have to put yourself back. Others. You have to. eight years it, at yeah, this point, right? So for me, you have to think what else was going on in 2009. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. It's like, have you ever watched the first Toy Story again? It's like, holy shit! Like, that's not a dog. 
Like, what is yeah. that? Yeah, but, <laughs> exactly. No, that's true. You're right, yeah. You're right. Um, But, I don't know. I mean... It, yeah, whatever. Like, I think about Avatar, and, like, it came out in 2009. And, I mean, what was I? I was, like, I was probably 13. So, like, I, re- I remember... Sure feeling fondly like i thought avatar was a great movie when i was 13 so i probably wasn't really like critical of it yeah back then so but yeah i need to watch it again because um i mean i hear too many negative things about it after like watching it so long ago wasn't it like three? But, i just remember it being so long i remember it being so long yeah well, i just it looked it up end. it was two hours and 40 minutes okay yeah it's, it's insane um, what no. yeah it's a two hour and 40 yeah. minute runtime for avatar yeah. Yeah. what yeah. We're not trolling you, dude. I'm not kidding. It's a fucking long one. It's like... Dude, no way. <laughs> yes. Now, imagine... Now, this is what I'm saying. One thing I haven't done is I haven't tried to watch it, like, on a small screen. Because that would be more excruciating. Because when you're sitting in the 3D and what you're oh kind of like... God. The whole experience. Can you imagine two hours and 40 minutes? We should... Oh Katie, we God. really should try. We should get a... Co- <laughs> we should watch it, like, try to watch it this week and then report back. I don't even know if I want to... <laughs> Take away Take three all hours visual spectacle, and, and then just sit in front of your TV and watch it because I feel like it would oh, probably God. be be a lot tougher to hold up. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, that would be like watching. Uh... Can't think of anything, but yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was talk. trying to think like what other movie has something that's just like a selling point for it. Like, and anyways, hey, so Steam. Nice uh, away. Yeah, so anyone else have anything they want to add about, you know, this surely great movie not showing until after no, 2018? No, no, no. It's fine. Okay. I've already talked too much All right. about it. So I think we, uh, a while ago, we talked about how, like, uh, there's going to be a new change to the Steam user reviews where if you received the game for free uh, from, like, it would label from, it. Uh, yep. Yeah, it would label uh, if you got it from, like, a code from the developer or something like that. Any review you would put up would be like labeled that way and uh it would be like not only labeled but not really put into like a high priority of being viewed by people like just going to the store and uh it looks like that change is going to start going into effect pretty soon or no it says uh i think what's changing here is is previously it would just label it as like this person got it for a code rather than like um like effect and it was so so if you went to their page you would see it had a score of this and then you would read the reviews and you could see which person bought the game and then actually got a code for it um but now they're saying that they're going to take the code the people that receive the codes for the game and take their score of the game completely out of the equation so like you could still read their reviews but like the scores you'll see in the store are just simply only from people that have bought through steam Mm. so um and they're rolling that out which i find pretty interesting um i definitely get the mindset behind this change like if you put money into something you have more of an investment but at the same time it'd be like you know if you got this if you if you put money into it like you might be like obligated to have like a, a more positive opinion of it maybe I definitely I, see the latter. Can I just say the comments that. on this are, on this uh, post are fucking lit. People are mad. People are like, "Oh yeah, this oh, is a horrible see. idea. This is another non-fix by Valve because they don't want to do any fucking work because the review system's already broken." And I agree. 
like talking about how there's bots. It's fucking tryhards trying to be Mimi. It's like not Damn. an actual representation. People go in. This is a good well, one here from. Oh, go ahead. I was about to say, I see the system as like at first I saw it as like a form of censorship, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then I was thinking about it more. It's like, you know what you take out of this sort of is bias from people that have bought it for like a cheaper price. So it's like, you know what I see a lot of times is people buying a game for like five bucks off or something is like for a $10 game or whatever, you know, it's just pretty good. Right. Whereas, like, if you're mm-hmm. buying it through Steam, you you know what the prices have been, you know how this person got it, and they're giving a review based on the same price that you're about to buy the game on. Um, so it's like this person might be reviewing it from your similar standpoint. Like, I'm on Steam, I want to buy a game. Is it good for this set of money? Instead of, like, tainting the reviews with people that got it for free, for review, for off G2A, whatever it might be, mm. um, you see it from people in your same same standpoint. And I, I kind of like that, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, some of these comments know. are... <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I like when people go in on Valve whenever. But <laughs> just because I'm a... Uh... I don't know. So, like, one of the one of the comments is saying, like, what what they should be should be include a neutral setting for people to not vote for or against. They're saying that the way that you're setting this up is that it's it's already flawed because it's like it's too extreme, right? Uh, they feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you can do a rating, so it's like instead of making it like for or against, let users make settings that include keys, free copies, gifts, and other options. Um, and like basically, like you can say like how you got it, and well as direct sales, and that should all be factored in. Obviously, that's complicated, so I don't know if that would be the best. Uh, solution but um, they're also saying that this should only apply to new reviews and it shouldn't be retroactive either that's the other thing that people are saying right so So this review change is rolling out to all games um, just so so people know Uh, this is a big big thing for developers yeah exactly developers would be concerned Um, this could ultimately change a lot of um, I I would say a lot of reviews because it's like games like Mafia 3 for instance um, like you could you could literally buy that game for like five bucks on yep. sale through resellers right now. Yep. Um, and those people can buy the game and then just choose to shit on the game because they're unhappy with the product. Yep. Like, exactly. Once they take that away, like, I think that's definitely going to change for some people positively and some people negatively because like, think about the people are going to review and keep Mafia Three now, like through Steam, like. If you bought it for thirty bucks and you're still playing it and you didn't return it and you reviewed it, chances are, in my mind, you're gonna have a little bias toward the game in a positive sure. manner compared to somebody that bought it for five bucks and can't return it. Mm. Like see what I'm saying here? Like there's that can that can really change how your game is perceived on Steam now. So mm. um Yeah. I don't know. It will be interesting. Pretty to see how it goes we'll keep an eye on it because we like we said we, we had reported or talked about this and a while ago quite a while ago when the changes were, were first announced or that they would be coming so again they're still tweaking it we'll see what the final uh version will be i mean i'm sure it's going to continue to be a work in progress um this next one 
Speaking of a uh, work in progress, <laughs> Ubisoft servers, right? Maybe maybe this has something to do with uh, the player base. Who knows? Or maybe this game wasn't actually a $60 game at all, like most of us realized after playing the public or private uh, or closed beta. For Honor has lost half of its player base in the first two weeks on Steam. Jesus Which is thoughts, thoughts on that, boys. Which is not shocking to me, I- by the way, at all. I don't. I don't think it's shocking to me either. I, I definitely knew going into it. Like, um, I just didn't think. I didn't see the appeal, uh, the sixty dollar appeal. I was like, for a multiplayer yeah, game, no, like not for sixty. Absolutely no way. And again, the thing is, uh, it's funny because I know we love to knock Ubisoft and you play and all that shit, but. The truth is the game actually was really well optimized, ran really well on most rigs, which is not something mm-hmm. that you would normally expect. Uh, the actual mechanics were, were decently solid when the servers, because uh, there's peer-to-peer stuff. Oh, God. Anyway, there's a lot of problems with it. But, like, when it was fun, it was, like, decent, but it just didn't feel like there was near enough content to justify $60. And there's very few people that I know that actually purchased it for that for that price. Um, and so, again, um, I don't know, like... That doesn't really matter for f- people. Like, so I guess the real question is, what does this teach uh, Ubisoft? Or, or because obviously, I guess they probably want people to continue to be playing it so that they for microtransactions and stuff in the future or DLC passes. But it's a sixty dollar game, and so if they got the initial, just like it's the same thing with the division, right? Didn't they sell something like ten point five million? Co- they sold something insane for the division. I remember the numbers being nuts. Where b- between console, PC, and whatever else. And we were like, to me, it was like not that the division was a bad game, but remember like the way that it was coded. There was tons of cheating that couldn't be fixed because of the way the game was coded and everything was client right. side. Um, mm-hmm. It's like what like they they already got their sixty dollars from all the people that bought that game. So even if the player base dies, I mean, sure that maybe means that future revenue they don't get as much from uh, DLC, but. Like, is that considered even a failure at that point? It's like, well, we lost a lot of our player base, but we got, you know, how many millions of people to buy the game for $60? So it's monetarily a success. We made more than enough of our money back. Well, but I don't know. I think you should take that and then apply that to Rainbow Six Siege. Does that change your opinion or thoughts at all? Because, Uh, like, wasn't their launch pretty bad? I mean, they sold a lot of games, but, like... Yes, the their, launch, time, like... their launch. Their launch. I see. I didn't. I didn't get into the Rainbow Six Fray until very recently. But yes, I've heard that the the launch was very bad. The game was very broken for a long time, or just not near the quality that it was now. However, I don't think they ever shed. I don't think player base wise. I don't know. I, I'm speaking out of my ass, but I don't think they. I don't remember ever hearing that they shed their player base, because I think the core mechanics of 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 the shooter and maybe just even having the Rainbow Six f- tag on the game kept people playing it do you know what i mean whereas like this right. is a new ip rainbow six isn't a new ip like you, you know what you're getting into with rainbow six even if it's a newer version of it and this is something that um is new and you're having to get people to be like okay do i want to play something like this this isn't something that i've seen necessarily before i know we're talking about chivalry and whatever else but this this is like a triple a attempt at a um you know close quarters combat um fighting game in this vein, it's just not, it's not something that's really been done before. So I don't know. I, my guess is that they, it doesn't really teach them anything and that they'll be happy with the money and continue to, I mean, and again, like you're saying, I'm not saying that they won't improve the game. Maybe they will. 
I just think it's hard. Once you lose your player base, it's really hard to get them back. Like, like how are they going to get people to come back to the game? If people are that uninterested I, after two weeks, that's a pretty big deal. I think Ubisoft definitely... This is a problem, I think, with big publishers and, yeah. and companies like Ubisoft and EA and stuff like that. So many companies are forcing their developers to have a product ready by a certain date. Sure. And like... Um, like it, it referenced you know the division, or um, you know we're talking about Rainbow Six and all. The, they've had so many bad launches recently where the player base just falls off, but then the developers continue to support it and the community comes back. Mm-hmm. Like this is the problem with these big AAA like companies right now, mm-hmm. and I think that's like Battlefield Four with EA for instance. Like that was so rough at launch. Yep. But I feel like it's because of these rushed botched launches that they're like, you got to push it out here right now. Like, um, and we're seeing games like this with fall off like this. And I, I think it's going to take a lot to change them. I think the good people here are the developers for continuing to support their games, but the what's, what's killing them, hurting them is the corporate structure and, yeah, and sure. mentality. No, too. You're right. So you're right. I mean, I'm sure, like, again, it's it's easy to, like, kind of demonize, like, Ubisoft and you play as a whole, but you're right. There's so many other, and same thing with Activision or whatever else. It's, like, the people working on these games, you're like, I'm sure that they are not, you know what I mean? Like, they don't want, no one wants to make a, a game that people are going to malign or be like, yeah, it's just a cash grab. Do you know what I mean? I mean, maybe some people do, but, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you're totally right. Somebody in right. chat said, though, if you don't have a deadline for a game, you end up with No Man's Sky's problem. All the time in the world leads to creative stagnation. Uh, no Man's Sky completely different issue because they straight out said we have all these things hype hyped up the studio the developers themselves not the publisher like playstation said these things the developers came out and said we have all these things like multiplayer being able to see other people um you know the 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 odds and of seeing other people all this promises and they just simply didn't deliver um and but like I said, with deadlines, um, you know, the publishers in these companies set these deadlines. The developers deliver, and sometimes it's not a good package. And then later on, they continue to support it. Sure. And we just saw them push out a huge update with like vehicles, uh, kind of sharing bases with other people for free. And that was the developers doing that. That wasn't, well, that I'm pretty sure PlayStation probably said like, Holy shit, look at all this negative backlash. But like, um, I think that is a byproduct of deadlines. Like it, it has to be, I don't know what else to be, you know? Um, uh, I don't know that kind of, I just saw that in chat. I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, so how many of us here own for honor for $60, by the way? Uh, no. Okay. I, nope. Yep, I know. Like I said, I can count the number of people that I... Because I always ask my chat, and there's like maybe one or two of my subs who actually own the game. And, uh, I mean... Well, I just thought it was, when I played, it was like, well, I can't play this. Like, people with a controller have a clear advantage over somebody with a keyboard and mouse. So it's like, I immediately was turned off with that. But then once I knew about the price tag, it was like, uh, for a multi- multiplayer-only IP... Like, I'm not paying 60 bucks. Right. Exactly. Again, 30, I don't know, even 30 for me is a steep. I'll get it for, like, 20 or 15 when it's on some summer sale. Probably, because yeah. that's worth it for me. But I, I even, I don't know. 
But um, there you go. So real quick, let's talk about uh, a game that isn't having any problems with <laughs> selling copies or a dwindling player, bra- player base. Rocket League has mm-hmm. passed 10.5 million in uh, copies sold, which is a pretty crazy number. And um, obviously that's a game that uh, the community uh, really loves. Katie Zen, I know you are a very uh, aggressive, I was going to say an aggressive (laughs) Rocket League player, like an aggressive sniper. But you play a lot of Rocket League. Yeah. um, I've been known to enjoy Rocket League. Yeah. So that's... I mean... That's pretty nuts. We we were just talking about a multiplayer-only IP where Rocket League is strictly multiplayer-only. There's no story to it. It's just good mechanics, good gameplay right. for an, a, mm-hmm. what I feel is an appropriate price, which is 30 bucks, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's like, 20. Oh, is it? Wow. 20? So I mean, it? like, oh, I might be wrong. So, but I feel like they got it. You know, they made it. Their price point made, it, made a lot of sense. Yeah. And, it, it makes sense. It's the platform, the gameplay, everything. Uh, it just is it's well polished um their updates seem magnificent as i as far as i can tell microtransactions make sense um which is just purely cosmetic as far as i can tell um if i remember right and so to be honest i don't see um 10.5 million copies like much of a surprise no. they like nailed every single part of their launch and their updates in my opinion. So yeah, I don't know. Totally. No, I'm, um, I'm the same mindset. Not shocked. Good community feedback. Good, like doing, well, doing good by the community. Uh, knowing, just knowing their player base. Not, not doing peer to peer servers. Right. Like holy shit. Yeah, you know, crazy. Who would, who would have thought? Um, you know, it cost, uh, cost. I'm sure it cost a fucking ton of money, but they, you know invested into it and it makes all the, all the difference. I also found out that in, that uh Rainbow Six Siege is peer to peer. Uh is it, it really? Yeah, it, I got to get the exact info on it. From what I heard it's like a it's a hybrid like so there are servers for stuff but the main I don't know. Someone said that basically that it's basically peer to peer and that but the thing is for the most part with Rainbow Six sometimes you'll see really funky stuff which makes me go like, yeah, that's peer to peer because that doesn't make any sense. Makes you sense, scratch your head. You yeah, know? and then it's other like, times it'll happen. be really on. So I don't know. I, I might be. I got to get the full details, but I, I had heard that like that too, and that kind of made me really mad. But the thing is, for the most part, that game, even though frustrating, doesn't have um, a lot of the same problems that other peer to peer games like Call of Duty and stuff seem to have as often. Um, okay, so it is. Yeah. Oh, Ghosty said it is P to P, peer to peer. So that again, that makes sense. Where I'm like, I couldn't see that guy or, or this and that. So. For some reason, I don't know. I guess I like the game, so maybe I excuse it more. But I don't feel myself getting quite as frustrated with um, with Rainbow Six uh, as some other games like that. But well, with like Rainbow Six, it's so such a it's more strategy than yeah. anything else. Where like it's For Honor yeah. was like straight up like you have to be you have to straight up be quicker than the other person with your like reflexes. And so like if I have if if somebody else is the host and right. I'm I'm connecting to his server. Like he has the clear advantage for that millisecond of like, I need to react in time. Right. It just does not make sense for the game style, the gameplay where rainbow six, I guess you can kind of get away with 
a little bit, but sure. I mean, it still shows time, through. It still shows through, but yeah, it definitely still shows. You're right, but it's, it's a little it's, different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think I still think if any game's trying to be serious competitively, let's like just talking about that for a second. Sure, like you should have dedicated servers. Like it, in my mind, Absolutely. there's like. That's what Rocket League also gets down quite well. It's like there's, um, if you're getting rubber banding or something, it is the server's problem, not, not a problem between you and the host, right? So, um, with Rainbow Six or For Honor, like, how can you, can you confidently say like this is a, a competitive esport or anything? Like Rainbow Six is still trying to do that with, yep. with like teams yeah. or competitions. It's like, I don't think you should be able to say that without providing decent dedicated servers like yeah i don't know absolutely um, um i don't know sorry i'm i for some reason this made me want to rant a little bit but <laughs> like yeah. i don't know but yeah back to back to the subject like rocket league passed 10.5 million sales um and they don't plan on doing a sequel anytime soon yeah um, that's the other thing they said yeah which makes sense. They want to continue to build out the game and keep the experience good. And again, it just goes to show, like, hey, if you make a good product, if you do, uh, you know, good by your customers, you have a good price point, you have dedicated servers, success does seem to be able to find you. But they're they're obviously a different situation. They're not owned by, like, you know, Ubisoft, right, or like a, a NEA. So they're able right. to do this kind of stuff and stay, you know, I don't know, I guess honest or whatever else. Um, and because of their success from the amount of money that they've made, they had a small studio when they first started, you know, making it and, and then expanded. So obviously that's kind of like the dream that you can kind of exist in an industry where for the most part, again, I mean, sure, there's like indie is still big and all that kind of stuff. But for a game that is this successful, it's, it's I guess there's not too many to point to that still kind of have their autonomy, right? And can do right. stuff like this. So I think we've talked about this in the past where I think Call of Duty should honestly take the Rocket League model to heart or something yeah. like that. Where mm-hmm. they release one game and then like they just push out updates and keep people playing. Yeah. Like, I would love that. Totally. Honestly, I think they should see the success and um, consider it. But I think uh, big publishers and stuff are still stuck in that mindset of, of like, oh, we get this many s- sales for every release we do every year. That I don't think we'll ever see it with Call of Duty, but yeah. I don't know. Did we talk about the uh, the new DLC coming out for Modern Warfare Remastered and the like controversy behind that? Or mm. wait, they have DLC coming. That's that? yeah. The so you know how COD Four had the variety map pack, right? Yeah. That is right. being no. released again as paid DLC, no. and it costs fifteen dollars <laughs> instead of the ten dollars that it costed on three sixty no. PS3. That's incredible. Yeah, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. They don't give well, a the, fuck. It's unbelievable. That's pretty crazy considering you can't buy the remaster on its own still, right? Yeah, it's paid DLC for the paid DLC, or for the pre-order bonus. It's just, and they already had like maps come out before that were free. And now there's just it just makes no sense. It's Damn. just oh my god, not shocking. That's a rant right there. So just how much Activision fucks over their players, like how they added in just new guns <laughs> to the insane. game. Did you hear about that? No. 
God. Wait, they just added new games to the remaster. Or new no, they added. Remastered? Yeah, they added new weapons. They added supply drop only weapons. There's like an auto shotgun and a magnum in Call of Duty Four Remastered. What the? It's fuck? fucking unbelievable. Wow. Honestly, ah, for me, Call of Duty as a franchise can't die soon enough. I think I I stay that. With, yeah, with can't fucking wait. Zero. I mean, I, I would love for what you said, Brad, to happen. Like, I feel like that would be the best route for it to go, for it to take. But um, I mean, I wouldn't. I do. I don't want it to. I don't how it's been going. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ, it's crazy. Uh, just no respect for the players, people. I mean, I can feel like but, I'm getting uh, shit on with CS:GO, and a lot of times I am. But like, Valve hasn't. I'm trying to think if they've done an equivalent of something quite that bad. We had like the sprays and shit, which are, which are pretty bad. Yeah, but like, I don't think we we've had a grievance game, yeah. quite quite that level beyond the fact just their general approach to the game and lack of communication. Which, but again, yeah, like that would be. I don't. I'm trying to think what the compare. What would be? It would be like. Uh, I mean, you're saying with a map pack. Yeah, it would be like this. <laughs> you cannot play the new competitive map. In we, we're going to remake Inferno. It'd be like if they released Inferno. And then put it behind like a pay like Before like it, DLC yeah. it was like you can't play uh, Inferno with your friends or anybody else unless you download the it's a fifteen dollar thing it's we redid it though it's it's, it's oh, really yeah. pretty yeah that's that'd be the equivalent too. and it would be fucking insane people would I don't know yeah that's another thing too the player base for Modern Warfare Remastered is already dwindling like it peaks at eight hundred people and now they're splitting the player Jesus. the player base even more <laughs> with this it's just unbelievable good stuff. God damn it. Um, all right. So let's jump into the new releases, Katie. Take us take us away. Yes. Let's. So first on the new releases uh, is Dead Rising 4. Mm. Now, you might think to yourself, this game has already been out. Yes. Well, it is. it has already been In out. In the Windows Store. But this is right? the... Yes. It has been on the uh, the Windows Store and Xbox One. Yes. Uh, I, I assume Microsoft figured that... If they had actually wanted a competent amount of sales on a PC <laughs> platform, they should move to Steam. So, yep. uh, yeah, Dead Rising 4 on March 14th, uh, the same game you know and love, Maybe. is uh, is going to come on Steam. Uh, and actually, uh, it's full price, but it has a pre-order discount of 20%, so you can get it for $47.99, oh. which is uh, it's a pretty pretty big you know, for for a new title, it's a pretty big discount. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't just lower the retail price. This game's been out for, I mean, more than a, a month or two. So, anyways, but you know, if you want to get in on that, uh, if you you know, if you're so against the Windows, you know, the Windows Store, that piece of shit, uh, you can finally get it on Steam on March 14th. Mm. Uh, next up is uh, this game called Sticks Shards of Darkness. And there was apparently a first game called like Sticks, uh, like Mastery of Shadows, which is like a stealth game you play as a goblin. I never played it, but uh, apparently it's got some kind of following because they made a sequel to it. Uh, it's developed by Cyanide Studios, who made Pro Cycling Manager, so you know that's a competent you know developer for stealth mm, games. The so. screenshots look fucking insane. Like it looks beautiful, but I, I'm not really getting a sense for the gameplay. Do they have? A... Yeah. I mean, I remember it being one of the games you get uh, for free for PlayStation Plus one month, so I might want to go back and try like the first game to see. But I mean, yeah, visually it does look pretty, uh, pretty nice. Hmm. But uh, 
Yeah, uh, retailing $39.99 on sale if you pre-order for $35.99, 10% off. So pick that up if you're uh, if you're a fan of the Stick series, which I've <laughs> I know no one that has played it. Uh, and the next two games, last two games. Uh, this game, I normally don't really talk about games that are still in early access, but this game just looks too good. So, if you're like me, you like coffee. And if you're also like me, you also like uh, fencing. You're going to say fencing? Oh my god. Fencing. I, I, I don't really care for fencing. But this game is called Coffence, which is a pretty goddamn clever title because also it's offense in there. Coffence, coffencing. Damn. This is a fighting game where you attack your opponent by slinging around your cup of coffee. And the idea is that when you, like, attack, your health bar is how much coffee is in your cup. And when you attack the other person, the coffee spills out of their cup. And so you kind of, your coffee cup kind of operates in maybe like a slingshot. And so you can, like, scoop their coffee to raise your health. And you can also sip your own coffee for, like, a damage buff, it looks like. So... I would I just, love to see this game at Evo next year. There's definitely some potential. Pretty uh pretty out there premise. It really is. But, uh, I <laughs> I don't know what's the thing. I want to know what kind of fucking drugs whoever made this game was on when they were like this is like clearly like this is like a serious high thought idea coming together like dude. Oh yeah, it is. Dude, we love and coffee. I, <laughs> we love fencing, dude. You make it let's oh. fucking call fence, dude. Like what? The Bro, like even looking at the so... gameplay, it looks so fucking janky, dude. It looks so. Why? Yeah, it looks uh, why? looks a little interesting, you know. But uh, and I love reading the early access kind of like thing they put there. It says like we're we are a very small team of three developers, and we want as much feedback as we can get. So, I mean, I you know, an ideal world, I want Coffence to have like AAA publishing <laughs> to be like. Can we get the developers of Street Fighter to uh, uh, hop on Coffins? Help them out. Just propel this. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, this, yeah, what March. Is this next one. Sorry, I jumped ahead, Katie. This next one yeah, is saucy. Yeah, Coffins, uh, March 14th. No word on a price yet. But uh, I, I'm if it's if it's like no, no more than $10. I don't even think I'll spend $10 on it. But this game, I mean, uh, it might be fun for, you know, LAN this year. With some Coffins. Yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, lastly on this list, uh, uh, every week on Steam, there is a, a usual amount of shit to wade through when you're looking at the new releases coming out, and this week is no different. Uh, this game is, it's called My Boyfriend, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. It is the debut game from Exoset Games. And uh, the trailer for the game has no gameplay. It's just a flipping magazine of a girl talking about boys or something. And uh, the screenshots, uh, they're very special. You're walking around a beach God. and uh, you're talking to various hot boys. Yes. And uh, the feature list says you can create your own, your very own Mr. Perfect and experience the love of your life. Uh, you can master amazing mini games like Hacky Sack. Mm. Uh, Dancing and, and step uh, aerobics. Wow. Yes. Katie's in. Yes. What the hell, dude? <laughs> can I, I also, we have to talk about it. Can I say minimum specs? I don't know if anybody's going to be able to handle this. Windows XP Service Pack 2. You need a dual <laughs> core 2 gigahertz, 1 gig of RAM, 256 mm. megabyte graphics card, and at least, this is the kicker, you have to have 500 yeah. megabytes of available disk space. Whew. 
I mean, come on. Holy man. shit. That's I got to clear up. some space out, man. That's, that's fucked Jesus up. Jesus Christ. Again, again, Kitty's in. What the hell, dude? Listen, I didn't Why pick is this, this game in out this... of my... Yes, you did. Well, no, not out of my personal taste. I picked this because <laughs> I want people to get an idea of just what can make it onto Steam if people vote for it. Well, actually, no, this wasn't even a green light game, but just what can make it onto Steam. Yeah. You know? You know? Perfect. Like, and I'm just looking at the about this game, and there's just this random banner for Anakids showing a little girl hugging a dog with several cats. I, this is quite an interesting game. But pe the people need to know. This is educational. I don't want anybody to click this. This is educational. I don't want anybody to click this. Like, like <laughs> why are we... This is just... This hurts. It's, uh... All the best games do. All the it's best 2017. Games yeah. Can't discriminate against any game, no matter how shitty we may perceive it, because who knows what it identifies as. All right. Let's move, Never know. Let's move on. Katie, thank you so much for doing the new releases. Oh, no problem. Let's move on to the viewer questions. And this first one is an email. Uh, and it starts, Hey, everyone. Recently, I have gotten into quite a pickle with a coworker. We were discussing video games, and he brings up Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and how he was a, in quotes, beast and god-like quickscoper. So naturally, I asked him if he wants to 1v1 when we get off work. Now, I don't carry last-gen consoles with me as I travel for work. I do have my PS4 and most recent Call of uh, and the most recent Call of Duties. So I started up Call of Duty 4 Remastered and we got at it. I 20 and 0 him three games Damn. in a row. J 20 and 0. That's savage. Three games in a row and he leaves the room at full tilt. This ugly breadcrumb then proceeds to say he's still better than me and this argument goes on for a few days. So I decide to go out and purchase a PS3 and Modern Warfare 2. Wow. He's literally purchasing old consoles to settle this to settle this dispute. We 1v1. Damn. I 20 owed him again, and then I returned it the same day. My question is, <laughs> he returned the console. I love that he bought it and then set it up and then beat him and was like, I, I have my receipt still. It's fine. My question is, should your skill in a first-person shooter transfer over from game to game? This goes for any game as well, saying like NBA 2K17, 2K16 to 2K17. Or source to CSGO. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, he's not done, Katie. Sorry. Hold on. We're not done. Oh, I'm very He also sorry. said, sorry for being so long-winded, Will McCuck. Will McCuck. Okay. Smiley face. Smiley face. <laughs> smiley face. Not even a smiley face. It's a smiley face with the nose. Yeah. How many people do you know that add that hyphen That's true. Not many nose. people do the nose. That's commendable. Um, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think absolutely, though. I think I yeah, think shooter like, uh, skill transfers in general if you're at least competent in most shooters. I think it helps. Because there were just basic things like, you know, game sense and, you know, like positioning that pretty much transferred uh almost every FPS. But as far as like controls and things go, I know some of the Call of Duties like kind of have different sensitivities for some reason. Yeah. But um yeah, it, I mean it absolutely it's not like there's a radical difference. I mean, guns operate pretty much identically between Call of Duties, you know. I think it depends. It's not like one, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. They, they do. They do pretty much. I think one thing that's a little bit different. It's not so much aim or anything like that. It's if you play a game. If you're used to playing a game that's fast paced or twitch shooter based, and then you try to go into something that's way more sim, then that's a whole different skill set. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if you're yeah, gonna go play yeah. Arma, because you play Counter Strike, has nothing to do. Like, it's not even close. Because 
Arm is trying to simulate a more realistic experience. And so uh, maybe, yeah, I guess maybe mechanically you could you could learn and, and get good, but it depends on the franchise. It's, it's not guaranteed. Like, just because you're shooting guns in it doesn't mean that you'll be good at it. Um, so that I think so. my example would be, like, me trying to play an RTS. Like, I I got so rolled playing, like, starcraft or like something like age of empires where normally i would be a little better than some of my friends like uh counter-strike or some fps or something but like they definitely do not translate well to an rts like i just like i can't keep up like honestly yeah it's um i don't know the other thing is i was thinking about like if if i was my friend my friend was talking shit and I played on the PlayStation and I've been playing on the PC for years. Like I know for a fact I would get rolled like, yeah, cause cause like my skills may carry over, but like, like the actual input and like how you control and everything, like there's just no doubt about it. I mean, K me wants the best dude. Like, <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know. I'm garbage when I like now I pick up a controller. Like, oh yeah. I just, Oh no! Not even close. Nope. Like, it would take a long, and I yeah, and to the point that it would take I like it would take me so long to even become where I would see myself as competent again with a controller. That's not even to play a shooter. I mean, to play a shooter competitively or at the level that I want to play it, I'm never gonna fucking use a controller. I can appreciate the skill of like uh, professional, uh, like like optic players watching them play like the new Counter Strike or Counter Strike Call of Duty, right? Infinite Warfare. Yeah, and I can like watch. And I'm like. How the fuck are they doing this with a controller? It blows my mind that they can be that fast and precise. You know, at, like they're at the like the absolute upper echelon of what you can do with a fucking piece of plastic in your hands and joysticks. So that's that's impressive to me. Um, I also go, man, my god, if these guys were on PC, they'd be fucking. Un- you know what I mean? They'd be yeah. insane. They'd be machines because if they can do at this level of precision with a controller, I would give them a mouse and keyboard for the love of God. But. Um, yeah, I agree with that too, Brad. It is. It doesn't necessarily also do platform and stuff, and doesn't necessarily transfer. Um, okay, well there you go, Wilma. So yes and no is our answer. I guess depends. <laughs> not you know not maybe more nuanced. Um, okay, so our next question comes from Alex Kissel on Twitter, and he asks us, "How long into dating someone would you tell them you're a expert juggler?" <laughs> I that's something you want to get right out of the way. I mean that is it? I mean that is what will secure a long-lasting relationship. Oh, I see. Okay. That's yeah. what will reel them in. If there mm. if there's ever any doubt that mm. you're succeeding with a woman or a man, you need to throw that out there. And if you don't know how to juggle expertly, mm. you need to learn immediately. Mm. Amen. That's good. That's good. No, okay. Yeah, you, you, I I kind of agree. That's that can't. That's a. It depends like, on how into it you are too, though. You know what I mean? Like if it's just a hobby or like, if but if it's yeah. like something that's you're really invested in, and then you start juggling in front of like your significant other, and they're like, "Oh, you didn't tell me you did this," but they're not impressed. You know, there's so many things that could go wrong. They're just like, "Oh, I didn't know you juggled." That's true. Yeah. But you're like, I, "This is my life passion," and I've been hiding it and they don't even give it they're like oh whatever that's kind of cool yeah you're right and you see i would i would hide it i would would say i would hide it and then surprise them i was like oh yeah you didn't know oh i juggle juggle. okay 
Well, yeah, you don't I want think your it could be a cool juggling. thing. I don't think it has to be negative either. That's true. Well, there's the chance that your expert juggling could get in the way of your relationship and kind of distance yourselves because at the end she'll be like, you know, who's it going to be, me or the balls? <laughs> that's true. Oh. <laughs> so you don't want that to happen. Great point. Right. Mm, okay. I mean, that's game. That's that's been a problem for me in the past. I guess that's true. Yeah, definitely. You love those balls. Um, I agree though. Yeah, I think you. I think you. Okay. So some people in chat are saying, "No, you surprise her with it. It's like kind of a cool thing." Uh getting out of the way though. I could think be good. Like you know, if I was on the date with somebody and they just dropped that they were an expert juggler, like I mean, I'd, I'd find that odd. But think of just like. Juggling is not an easy thing to do. Like, think about how those skills will translate over to uh, other activities. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Again, answering only the most pressing, um, important questions of our time here on the KBMA podcast, episode 269. We've got 69. We've got, well, yes, 69. 69. <laughs> we should have an echo. 69. 69. 69. <laughs> um, we've got one more email question from Lewis, and he asks us, Greetings to all of you from the Midwest again. I hope you're all doing well. My question for the cast this evening is, has a piece of art, whether it be in a game, song, movie, or otherwise, ever legitimately changed your life? And if so, how and what was it? Dang, we're going deep here. I personally Ooh. can't imagine how different I w- it would be if I hadn't heard my dad's Black Sabbath records at a young age. Years later, I play guitar, wear my hair long, and still listen to heavy music, and I can't help but attribute part of that to hearing those songs at such a young age. Keep up all the great work you guys do. Sincerely, Lewis. Dang. Thank you, Lewis. Dang. Yes, thank you, Lewis. Um, a good question. Okay. So, yeah, he's given us a pretty – so music, video games, movies, any piece of art that really influenced how you behave or live your life now. I think it might have been the first time I ever played Dark Souls taught me that I don't oh need to God. go out at night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my God. Fucking Dark Souls, dude. Um, I mean, for me, uh, it's I don't know if it's one piece of like... I mean, obviously, video game. I'm trying to think like what game really like fucking blew my mind and made me be like, I want to like either do something with video games for a living. I mean, I always wanted mm-hmm. to, I think actually reading, this is not true. So I used to, I used to really be in fucking, I used to get game informer and the official PlayStation magazine. <laughs> Those were two of the magazines that I used to love and cherish because I lived for four years of my life. I lived uh, in a country called Guyana, South America and had very limited mm-hmm. access to any kind of entertainment mm-hmm. or anything. So I would get these sent to me, like a couple issues, like they were they weren't sent directly there. I would send to somebody in the U.S. and then they would save a couple months worth of issues and they would send it to me uh, in a package and I would get them and I would just pour over them for like I would read like the May issue, uh, like let's say like the 2000 issue of Official PlayStation Magazine from May. I could probably recite pages of that shit to you because of how many times I read it. <laughs> and so because there wasn't, you know, front to back like every article, every nuance like man, one day I'm going to play this game or whatever else. So I think those I think I think gaming uh, media in a way like and the old school style, not like the blogs and shit and stuff and Kotaku and stuff like we have now. Um mm-hmm. but the good stuff like KBMod, go to kbmod.com <clears throat> by the way. Absolutely good gaming man. journalism and reviews. But I guess I don't know if we would call ourselves gaming journal. Okay, let's 
All right, Brandon, Brandon's not here. It's getting off track. He'd be like, okay, careful, careful what you're saying, Scott. Um, <laughs> but no, so so yeah, so oh. I would say I would say like those magazines definitely impacted me, and I was like, I definitely want to do something with video games when I uh, when I grow up. So okay, yeah. Um, you want to come back to me? You want to go, Brad? Uh, man, I'm like conflicted because I was just just thinking to myself like what has impacted me to where I'm at today, like the most. Sure. And it's like, Mm -hmm. what has convinced me to go into this industry I'm trying to get into or any of that. And I was just thinking like, you know, how do I weigh like the game boy that I had more than like maybe, uh, you know, the game award shows on G4 every year, Mm -hmm. you know, like how do, how do I, Hmm. how do I weigh that more than something else? Like, I just don't know. Um, question is, has a piece of art or whether What's, it be a game, song, or movie, or otherwise legitimately changed my life? Hmm. I don't know. Like, that's that's so tough. Um, Star Wars was my shit. I don't know. I feel like that got me into yeah, that would work. science fiction for, like, forever, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. games in general and stuff like that. Like, I played... Like one of my first games I ever played was uh, with my dad on the Sega Genesis, and that was a Star Wars game. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe that I don't know. Seeing that movie, um, yeah, I don't know. Kitty's in. Um, I mean, god damn it! If I had to give a serious answer, I would. It's still I, Dark um, Souls, isn't it? That's why you're laughing. Yeah, yeah. I, knew it. I mean, I knew it. Like, no, but seriously. When I played Bloodborne, mm-hmm. that's when I knew that like video games were art because mm-hmm. that game is just a pure, like, imaginative, imaginative artistic vision, and like that. And then um, it just made me think, you know, video games are just uh, video games and movies. Like I wanted to, like people putting their stories out there and their ideas out there, and I think there's something really special about that and so that's what kind of drove me to like i was always kind of like you know tentative about following you know or wanting to seriously pursue video games as a career because i'm i'm going into i'm trying to get into like game development now so uh and that's when bloodborne seeing playing that and seeing that kind of convinced me that like mm. like I, my ideas are worth something and it's worth going for it. and just how like or maybe just seeing like how indie games in general are getting super popular just how easy it is for people to get their ideas and express themselves out there like that through video games. So just, um, yeah, but Bloodborne mostly. Also, uh, that was the first time I ever got a boner was when I played Bloodborne, so it pretty much changed my life. I was about to ask, with you sucking from software's dick so much, are you hoping to get a job with them at some point? Is that (laughs) what this is all about? Uh, Potentially. This is going to get clipped and put on on their subreddit, and Katie Zen's about to be the newest employee. And from software. number one spokesperson yep. yeah oh my god um, i always, i opened the video with like wiping my mouth off <laughs> you know adjusting my seat <laughs> adjusting your seat no. or your seed on your lips okay i'm done well, <laughs> all, right. all right the seed in my seat that's oh. why i'm adjusting oh my god oh my god so yeah i know i that's when i knew i wanted to do stuff with video games got it all right good question by lewis appreciate the uh email all right, and then obviously this is where we move on to the iTunes podcast uh, review of the week. And I feel like this is because I, I feel like this got 
translated before and it was the same question. So I think this might be a repost review, if possible. Even though this was know. March 6th, because I remember getting this question that was translated from it. Because uh, somebody did that for us. and um, Or not translated, but... Well, let's 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 give him a little context. Yeah, oh, sorry, so we got a him, review. Give him, give him the context. Um, translated by Ivana Jerk It Off. Yeah. Um, God damn. And, <laughs> and we'd love to read it, but the problem was, uh, it's all in a binary. Yes. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. So. And so we had to rely on the chat because it's like, oh my god, we don't have time to do this while we prepare for the podcast. So. This could be um, the actual translation, for all we know, like conversion, uh, or chat could be trolling us. Which knowing Twitch, uh, it could be a troll. This could be the reason I'm saying that I think it is because I th- I think we I had somebody I don't know this is this is I know we've had this question before, but it could be this could be the actual question. It might have been somebody else that asked this a while ago, so it could just be coincidence. But it's a fair question. Oh, uh, I think I think the question you were thinking about was this kid was. The, the guy was going to college exactly. or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, so I don't think so, it is the same then. I think it is different. Yeah, the question that I want to jerk it off asked <laughs> is, I am moving out to a studio apartment in less than a month. Mm. Do you guys have, do you guys slash gals have any tips for this life event? Um, so well, of... Katie Zen can't answer because he's never moved nope. out from his parents' house. So yep, that's, uh, uh, that's true. Thank you, Brad. Thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, I just knew from your um, yeah the way you were describing Dark Souls earlier, and then I just <laughs> came to that Souls. conclusion yeah, on my, my own. Ne- so never left my room really after that. <laughs> after Dark Souls, <laughs> you've been sucking on the Tita from software for so long. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, when you when you just can play Dark Souls all day and then go to work a family video for the rest of the day. All right, you just keep going, huh? The memes. Answer the question, Bradley. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um. Anyways. Um. When I first moved to a studio, I think uh, the one thing I didn't consider was uh, um, how expensive heat was. Mm. That's true. <laughs> and then um, pain. Um, yeah, that's a great point. And then deposits for shit. Mm. So not only um, like your apartment, but like setting up Comcast or like your power or whatever else. Like there's always fees, setup fees, deposits. Um, uh, I mean, on the plus side, be very excited that you will be masturbating in so many different places. Like you can, you've got full reign. So if you want to masturbate in the kitchen, dude, feel free. You know, well, I guess you're in a studio, so it's all, it's all pretty much one room. So, you know, the the par- portion of your studio, if you have a kitchenette, uh, you can jerk off in there, and uh, you know, you can jerk off in the, you know, all corners of your studio. That's great. So you have freedom. So while uh, Brad is right, there's a lot of actual responsibilities, uh, like you said, like you know, heat, electric, and all that kind of stuff. Don't let the the excitement of living on your own hinder your desire to masturbate actually yeah uh enjoy it while you can because there's not many times where you can go out to the living room and just beat it you know exactly so (laughs) yeah like appreciate the situation that you're in because even then like maybe you'll get a roommate eventually or whatever else and you'll be relegated to just jerking off in front of your computer like all the plebs that you know that are here but you know it's pretty exciting 
Um, is that really your advice? That, that's is, it. That's just that's appreciate. That's it. That's it. It's like, enjoy it while you can, dude. <laughs> enjoy it. Embrace Full it. Whole new world opens up. <laughs> that's it. That's all for me. I mean, I know, Katie Zen, you haven't experienced it yet, but do you have any? I mean, you, you can throw, it doesn't mean you can't oh, throw believe tips. Me. Yeah, let's, the, let's. You can throw When the tips. house is empty. Oh, God. It's heaven. Oh, no. Close all the blinds, lock just... all the doors, take off all the clothes. <laughs> it's over. That's, that's sort of disgusting, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I sit on furniture. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. Katie. That's true, though. That's true. I know, yeah, those, those home feels when you live at home and then everybody's gone, it's like, we're going to have some oh. fun. I'm free. Uh, yeah. At last. Absolutely free. I can play Dark Souls in the family room. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, all right. Well, great. Uh, anyways. Thank you for that review. If you would like to leave a review yourself, which you absolutely should, all you need to do is get your iTunes account, which you already have, log into it, find KB Mod, and type a review. Give us five stars. That is what we deserve. We don't read reviews that are any less that are less than five stars. Uh, because we deserve five, but give us five, and then you can ask us a question like this. Um, you can give us your opinions on the podcast. It's pretty open-ended, as you no doubt have heard if you've listened to this podcast for a while. Um, so thank you, Ivana. Jerk it off. Jerk it off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's going to do it for episode 269. It was a good one. Guys, we got him some good stuff, as always, as we tend to yeah. do here. Um Check out the stuff on kbmon.com that we talked about. Um, always good content going up there. The Too Dark uh, review by uh, Chad, and then or First Look, I'm sorry, and then uh, the Desync uh, video review by Tim. Both newer, uh, newer content that has gone up since the last time we spoke. Uh, obviously, you can follow kbmodgaming on Twitter at kbmodgaming. I am at APL Fisher. Brad is at Hutchison15. KZN is at KDZN18. Volition is at one 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 one, and uh, I think he's back next week. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but we will see. So, thanks again, guys. Appreciate uh, the continued support as we have just crested episode two hundred and sixty nine. We'll see you next week for episode two hundred and seventy. And yeah, thanks for listening. Farewell. <laughs>